Welcome y saludos amigos a nuestra presentación Revenge of the Pod. Now we are still doing Summit 2022, so we're giving you guys some of the best of last year. By the way, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New uh, good Year. Good to have you back with us. Yeah. Now we're going to do best TV of 2022. Uh, as you can recall, we did a music episode, so we're going to be giving you some of our favorite stuff that we watched this year on the tube. Uh, we do not have any special guests with us today, but we do have myself and the amazing Mr. Jason. Oh, thanks, man. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Yeah, we're here today to talk to you guys for a little while. The height, what I believe is going to be called the height of the golden age of television. I think 22 and 23 are going to be those final years. Uh, I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but... We're going to get into an amazing show with you guys and tell you guys about some of the things we watched this year. But let's go and get our snacks, Jason. Let's get into our concession stands. How you yeah. been? Yeah, I've been great, man. Uh, I, you know, obviously, I haven't. Well, I've talked to you for New Year's, but uh, what did you end up doing, man? On New Year's? Oh, we yeah, just dude. hung out at my house. I was actually feeling really sick. Like I, my head was pounding. I had this cough that was like uncontrollable. So it wasn't great, but I, I powered through because I was like, no, I'm going to hang out. I'm going to have a good time. I am going to have a good time. I never do this. So <laughs> I powered through. I almost went to sleep, but then I came back out for a, for an encore and we played a game of Clue, of which your boy and Gabby won. Who Ooh. did it? It was, gosh, it was Miss Dr. Orchid. In the dining room with a revolver. Oh, nice. I mean, I haven't played Clue in a long time. I don't even think I ever finished a game of Clue. Oh, dude. Like, this was, I'm not going to lie to you, this is the second game I think I've finished. And the third game overall that I've played. It's really fucking fun. Like, it's it's a good time. But you got to play with a partner. Like, it's, it's not going to be as fun if you're just doing it by yourself. But it, it's a pretty good time. That's cool, man. And uh, you you did some smoking too, right? I did. I smoked a brisket. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. We talked about that too. Yeah, I was... Uh... So, side note, guys. I was talking to... And I'm sorry, Jason. I didn't mean to burst your bubble. I did not mean to burst your bubble at all. I'm happy that you got yourself a Traeger. But we were talking off pod to... Uh friend of the pod slash non-listener Cole and the three of us were just talking and they were they both have Traegers so they were talking it up about their Traegers and I called it cheat codes because it is cheat codes and that's okay that's all right that's okay hey look man uh for a first uh first time uh smoker um having a Traeger I think is very uh a nice little beginner for me and it's it's just so much more convenient you know you got stuff you need to do and if i'm gonna get a grill that can control the temperature versus one that can't and i have to keep going outside and make sure the temperature is okay mm-hmm. uh, i don't know man as a first time uh smoker I'd, I'd rather have a traeger and it was also a christmas prize that uh jamie was able to win for her christmas party and i first time i made a tri-tip uh for, this, this is what we did new year's eve I prepared, we prepared, well, we first built it up. We had to clean it and we had to smoke it, all the, you know, all the oil stuff out. We had to 
burn all that out, you know, first time grill, right? So you got to clean all that uh, yeah. toxins, all that stuff out. So it took a while and uh, we did a tri-tip. Um, shout out to Kyle uh, for, you know, just uh, tips on that and how to uh, smoke a tri-tip. And uh, it came out delicious, bro. Delicious. You know, um, I hear tri-tip is really popular on the West Coast, too. So that's... Uh... Yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, lean meat. And it's... Uh, I was watching TikTok videos of just, like, different recipes of how to smoke and stuff like that. And apparently, it's a, if, if you're on a diet and stuff like that or just trying to eat better, it's one of the better meats if you're on a diet. It's, like, one of the healthier ones. Mm-hmm. So to all my people out there, if you guys are interested in that but still love your red meat, uh, that's actually one of the healthier options. So if you guys do end up trying to want to do some smoking on a tri-tip uh, and want to eat still healthy, that's one of your options, uh, especially, right? You can just pair it with other stuff. So uh, yeah, dude, it doesn't take that long to smoke. I smoked it for about uh, an hour, hour, 10, hour, 15. And then, what? And then yeah. And then oh, I, I re- wow. and then I reverse seared it. Um, so to make it nice and cooked on the outside. So when you cut it, it was nice, medium, medium. Well, Jamie likes it medium to, medium well um so i did it to medium but some of the parts were medium rare how i like it so yeah, yeah. um no dude it came out really good and then we sat by the fire in our backyard we we got a new um a fire pit that uh one of jamie's friends uh gifted us so mm-hmm. you know we put some had some firewood and a lot of our neighbors were just <laughs> popping fireworks all night and uh Sadly, Jamie didn't make it to to midnight. Well, kind of. She was just in bed by eleven. She was trying to power through, and um, overall, man, it was a good New Year's. A very quiet one, but it was a very. I loved it personally because because last year all I was doing I was uh I was in bed in COVID. Well, I had COVID, but I was playing video games just the whole day. But a lot of my friends were in town, and I just couldn't hang out with them. So, uh, were you had COVID? Yeah, I had COVID last year and the year before, dude. During New Year's, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, luck. Dude. yeah, dude, it was awful, man. Oh uh, gosh, so. th- you'd think you would have built up more immunity to it by now. Oh, yeah, I know, man. That that that, that second time was pretty bad too. Uh, this third and, time, your body's feeling stronger, though, huh? huh? Yeah, we good. I mean, we're good. Uh, <laughs> it was cool, man. So blessed for everything that happened last year. I got a you know a lot of changes for me, but uh, very very good changes. So less for that sweet yeah for me i guess i didn't really finish talking about that brisket that i smoked i smoked a brisket guys yeah you prepped it the night before right so hey shout out to you man look hey man i'm not knocking you for that but i'm telling you you would love a traeger even though you feel like it's quote-unquote cheating i think you would really love one. i'm just saying i'm sure you know but i i do have a point to prove now um cole's coming in March and he said, as as Jason was witness to, mm-hmm. that he could make a better brisket than me. Just like flat out, just I can make a better brisket than you. So no, I never said that. Okay, I'm just brand new to the smoking game. All right, so no, let me you, work on no, my crap. No, not you. You didn't say anything. You were, yeah. you working? You you doing your thing? He said he could make a better brisket than me, and I was like, Nah, man, nah, nah. I don't I don't think so. And I understand that my tools are not the same, but I'll tell you what, I make a pretty fucking good brisket, Jason. I made a, I make a pretty good brisket. Bro, I don't doubt that, it. I don't doubt it. And now that he said that, I'm going to be working on it even more. I plan to make two more briskets before March so that by the time Cole gets here, 
I'm gonna show him what a real brisket tastes like. <laughs> and it and and your boy ain't gonna need a Traeger to do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that's uh that's the challenge that I have for myself right now. I've got some studying that I'm gonna do uh, and some work because I'm not gonna lie to you. You guys are right. The most difficult part is controlling the flame. Like controlling the heat is not a lot of fun, um, and it takes you the whole day. I mean, it's a twelve-hour smoke. Well, see, that's the beauty of a Traeger. You can also you can use it as a grill. It's it, it's like a um, what's that one knife that has all the tools? Um, Swiss Army knife. It's like a Swiss Army knife, dude. You can grill on it. Uh, you can control the temp on it, um, and you can smoke it for tw- like for a long smoke. If you want to do that, you can because you can control the temp. And there's some Traegers in there that you can actually do it from your phone while you're sitting on your couch instead of having to go out there. Mine doesn't have that option, so I do have to go out there and change the temp if I wanted to. Um, but I, it's just a press of a button, dude. So it just makes your life a little bit easier. Oh, I hear you. Do I, I, do hear I you. think it's different? No, I don't know. And then uh, what's cool about Traeger, too, you know, they have their own wood chips and different f- flavors of smoke. Like, I did not know this. And they give you, like, a whole handbook and recipes and stuff like that of how to take care of it and just, like, what they recommend and what to pair with. So I think that's super cool. Maybe I'll find techniques later down the road obviously when i'm looking at more stuff and people's craft obviously i'm gonna look into that shout out tiktok and uh, <laughs> other stuff man it's just you know i i'm, I'm excited and uh dude i'm excited just, for you yeah and i'm excited to you know uh feed my lady and uh, make, hopefully she likes all the stuff i cook and i hope she's very honest about like hey you know what? i didn't like that because gabby I, I wanna... always is gabby always is yeah i'm trying to be like that dude be like that <laughs> <clears throat> I, I want to invite dude i want to be to that point where i'm inviting my parents over and i want my dad to be like yo that's dope like that's really good because my dad he's a well done type of guy and i'm trying to slowly turn him around i was like dad you're doing that's it not how you eat that's not like, like carne asadas right and stuff like that like yeah. the the flat meat like that can be cooked well done and that's what he's used to and like that no no you need that juice dad i got the so, juice i got the juice you know his grilling's really good too but just you know I, I want to take over from here. You feel me? So <laughs> no, I feel you. Honestly, getting into smoking has been one of the more fun things that I got into during the pandemic, and I just I can't let it go. I love smoking briskets, man. It's fun, dude. <clears throat> well, I and have I've, a lot of fun. I've gotten into this rhythm. Like I just this past this past New Year's, I made that that brisket, and I, I gotta say it has to be my overall best. Which is weird because it wasn't my juiciest, but it was the best flavor, and it was I, still well cooked. Still I know what well you're saying. Cooked. Yeah, That's so I was awesome. like, okay, okay, I I know. I mean, it came out the way a brisket should come out, so I was like, I got this. Like, I got a few things to tweak, especially with controlling the temperature. And that was funny because it was like it's, it was it plays into exactly what my my current arch nemesis uh, Cole was saying and it is it's really difficult to control the temperature you really want to keep it at around 225 to 250 uh because i don't actually have a smoker i use a grill guys and so i let it go a little bit higher because a lot of the smoke and heat escapes through escapes. the grill yep yeah yeah so it's not the same as if you have like an actual smoker then it usually works out for me but this time around i uh, had a hard time keeping it 
keeping it under 300, like a good amount under 300. Usually if I'm at 275, I'm okay. But it was like hitting 300 the whole time. I felt very lucky that my brisket didn't like get tough. So I was just like, okay, I got this. I got this. If I can just control that temperature, which I know what I need to do with certain things. And like, I didn't buy what I should have bought in terms of like charcoals and, and smoking wood. So I'm going to work on those things, especially for when, for when March comes around, Jason, you won't be ready. Listen, I'm, I'm going to be ready, Jason. I'm telling you, man, like I, I'm, I'm going to be ready <laughs> right when, because uh, we were talking about, and guys, before I say this, no, I'm not saying I'm as good as the best smokers in Texas. No, absolutely not. But I believe in their method. And we were talking about, I was like, so you're telling me Cole, that your brisket comes out better than the traditional way that those people in Lockhart, Texas do it. He's he wasn't like, no, saying that, but yeah. you ain't that. And I was like, okay, okay. So you still, <laughs> did say so that. you're pretty he much saying that. I ain't shit. All right. I got you. I got you. I got you. So that's my, uh, <clears throat> that's, I, I gotta, I gotta remind him who's who and what's what now, if I end up being wrong, cause I'm going to go down to Phoenix this summer, all things, if all things go well, right? Like if, if they're not too busy with the baby, I'm be coming down, visit, see, see the, see the child. The child. And, uh, yeah. 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 The little baby Grogu that they're going to have. Yeah. 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 Congrats and, to them, by the way. I don't know if we yes. brought it up in the pod. Oh yeah. I don't know if we brought it up. Congratulations to the Coleman's. They're going to have a beautiful child. Hopefully uh, My we sis- find, my sister had a dream that he had a boy. So, and my mom, she's, she's like, it's a boy. It's going to be a boy. They'll have a gender reveal in a week or two from now. Yeah, I, was, so. I was about to say, I can't wait to find out what it is, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping for a girl, but I think it's going to be a boy. You think so too? Yeah. Well, I mean, my mom sealed it, sealed, sealed it. It's going to be a boy. So I'm sure that'll make a <clears throat> cool. I don't even know if they have a name ready. i they're just like, ah, we're just going to wing it. I was like, all right, good on you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. Anyways, hey, we did we did enough catching up. We got to go get our snacks before the trailers. We don't want to miss them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, all this all this brisket and uh, smoke and talk. All right, so let, let's move on. Let's move on. I'm going to go through a couple things real quick. Uh, James Gunn confirmed that they're going to make some Elseworld movies for DC that are in active development uh, he could be referring to some of the current films becoming Elseworlds. I'm not really sure what he meant there, but I'm excited to see that they're going to have stories that aren't part of the canon that they're still going to make movies out of. Because there's amazing stories that they've done uh, with DC, especially Kingdom Come. Uh, so I would love to see that go to live action. <clears throat> and also, Jason, I don't understand. HBO is most likely going to be keeping Ezra Miller over Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, and Jason Momoa. Does that seem right? Dude, that... uh, it, it, it's rumored, right? Yeah, they haven't been conferred, but they're most likely saying that they are willing to keep him on. Like, what? After The Flash? I'm, my guess is why they're doing this is because they've probably seen early screens of the, the movie The Flash, right? The yeah. Flashpoint. Yeah. And it, my guess is it's looking pretty good. So, like, maybe we should keep him. Yeah, or, that does uh, keep oh, them. God. <clears throat> yeah. I would rather them just get rid but like, of. <laughs> yeah, but how <laughs> fucked up is that, dude? Dude, you know, 
all of all the stuff they did, right? Uh-huh. You know, and uh, and but you have Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot, uh, even Jason Momoa is like doing amazing jobs as those characters. Maybe the movies weren't great, they can still do a great job, they just need a better script and a better storyline. Yeah, I feel like I, Gal Gadot's first outing <clears throat> as Wonder Woman was really strong. I liked Henry Cavill's first movie, and then you know, Zach yeah, Snyder and apparently, of... aren't they suing uh, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot are suing uh, Warner Bros. because they turned down um, roles because that they they were told that they were going to get guaranteed roles as Superman and and Wonder Woman. Oh, I, think that, I did not know that. I think that's another rumor too that's going on right now that they're getting ready to sue them because of that, uh, and and that's part of why Henry Cavill pulled out of uh, The Witcher <clears throat> because yeah. he thought he was going to be involved in Superman, so he and he that was going to conflict with it, so he pulled out of it. But now he's losing money because they already told him that yeah, you're not going to be part of Superman anymore. So he lost out of money. So now he's going to sue Warner Brothers for a contract. Um, I forgot what was the wording for it exactly, but uh, breach of contract, breach of contract for both Gal Gadot and uh, uh, Henry Cavill. So that's interesting. So we'll see where that goes. And HBO and Warner Bros is already losing a lot of money, so I don't think they can afford that. So yeah, absolutely not. No. <clears throat> well, we'll keep an we'll keep an eye out on all that information. I definitely want to see if there's anything else that develops out of that because James Gunn is just throwing information onto Twitter, so that's pretty cool. Um, next up for me, I wanted to ask you a question, Jason. I don't know if you wanted to go over some stuff first before I ask, because this is going to kind of lead us into our future presentation. Um, yeah, we'll wait on that. Uh, I'll All just right. go over some, some, some stuff, um, some stuff that you watch too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do it. Yeah. So I, we just want to do a quick recap before we get into our shows. We saw some stuff, uh, over the holidays. Uh, as you know, glass onion came out back in, uh, when was it? Uh, Christmas. Before Christmas, right? Before Christmas, before Christmas Eve, right? Oh, yeah. On, on the 23rd, on I think. Yeah. Yeah. So Glass Onion came out, uh, a Knives Out story on the 23rd of December. And I watched it. And so did Ouija. That I did, sir. That I did. Now, before, before I go forward, I really enjoyed it. I really did. But, but, a big but right here. <laughs> it wasn't better than the first one and i really yeah 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 and I'll, I'll say this i still really liked this movie i had too, a lot dude. of fun watching it yo yo who's your favorite character <laughs> oh god can i tell you mine go ahead kate hudson yeah I she loved was pretty her, dude. funny dude she She's was funny i loved idiot. her yeah. I, loved, <laughs> I loved how her manager god what's her name um she came out in iron fist jessica henwick I, jessica henwick? yeah i yeah, i'm not sure she's like you can't do this you can't have your phone like please don't be tweeting right now you know like my favorite, my favorite thing was like please tell me that you didn't think that a sweatshop is where they make sweatpants I was and like, then yeah, she just stays quiet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's definitely a reference if you guys haven't uh, seen it. But yeah, it's it's uh, has some hilarious moments. Uh, a lot of you know, like who again, like who did it? Like everyone has a motive to whoever killed the person. So mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I really did. Uh, just I just love the first one a lot more 
Yeah, the first one it, it was hard to beat because the characters in the first one, I mean, I can't really think of a character I did not enjoy in the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the second one, they're all pretty good. I, I just still liked it. In fact, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Janelle Monet. Oh, yeah. No, she was great. Uh, and you know what, dude? Dave Batista too, bro. I liked him a lot, too. Yeah, he did a pretty good job. He did a pretty good job. Um, of course, Daniel Craig. I think da- I liked Daniel Craig more in this one than I did in the first one. That I will say. Me too, because he was kind of confused of why he was... I mean, obviously he was kind of confused why he was asked to uh, attend the... Well, not attend the funeral. He was quested on that job for a detective, but he was quested on this he was just invited to it he was just like all right i'm just invited to this party what's going on right so very interesting um and he's just so ready to be there he soaks in the scenery every scene like he's just he is fantastic to watch in the whole movie i felt like he got so much more screen time yeah which is great well deserved too i i and his character just like you said, just <clears throat> a lot more screen time, so you got to see more of the character, which was great. Um, Would you rate it? Ooh, like a seven point eight, seven point six. Oh, that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I would give it a seven eight, seven nine. Yeah. Now, uh, again, one of my favorite characters in this one was Dave Batista. And it kind of uh, kind of sparked a conversation on social media of who is the better wrestler turned actor so far, Dave Batista, John Cena, and The Rock. So when you say better wrestler turned actor, like in terms of acting skill, yes, or who's in terms the, who's of fame, in terms of acting skills. Oh, Dave Batista or John Cena? It would have to be between the two. Right? I'd, I'd lean Dave Batista. Um, because he takes roles. I think he gets roles that yeah, he, like uh, that, uh, the the other two just can't like Blade get. Runner, right? Like that was Blade such a Runner serious was very role. Good. Like even if it was just for that moment, dude. Like it was such a deep role. Like it was he was an AI, right? That was just trying to live his normal life and mm-hmm. went on a hideout, fell in love with someone, but like felt that serious dark role. And then like everyone sees him as a Drax, but no one sees him as Dave Batista. They see him as Drax. That's true. And he does a great job as Drax. Like when you think about it, he does a damn good job. So does John Cena. John he Cena does is a, Peacemaker, does a great job. Great job. And The Rock just plays himself. I'm sorry. Yeah, Every no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and you know, one could argue that John Cena may be playing himself as well. But Dave Bautista, I, I do see a little bit of range at least. I mean, his characters are similar. Except yeah. for Blade Runner 2049. That's the only yep. one that's like different but I mean, you watch him in that you watch him in knives out you watch him in obviously guardians of the galaxy he he does a good job in each one the rock yeah i mean you just if you like the rock you watch it but it's not because he's a great actor it's because he's just the rock and he has that charisma so and sometimes it's he, he's not even that funny i agree I to say so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And and there are some movies where I find him hilarious, but I think it it has a lot to do with his cast. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'd have to give it to Dave Bautista. What do you think? Oh, Dave Bautista all day. 
I'm glad you agree with me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. If John Cena had gotten more roles, he might have a chance. Oh, he still has we... a chance. He's still yeah. early in his uh, acting career. And I think uh, him getting, uh, doing a great job with Peacemaker, I think will only uh, get him better roles moving forward. Because obviously when you first start off from a wrestler to an actor, you get all these action-packed films, uh, you know, uh, that he's been in, like The Marine, which wasn't even it was kind of bad, but like he didn't do a bad acting job on that. So, you know, just early on movies like that, you know, you got to work your way up and I'm sure that there, John Cena will, um, after Peacemaker will make his way up there and, uh, will make a name for himself. So that being said, uh, I know I told you guys, I was going to be giving you guys a recap after every season I watch of game of Thrones because I have never seen them before. And I just finished watching season three. Best season so far, my friend. Best season so far. It's pretty um, fucking good. It's pretty good. I want to <laughs> highlight some things that... Uh, spoilers that for a decade-old show, guys. Yeah, 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 spoilers, guys, for season three of Game of Thrones. If you have not watched yet, here, you guys, here's your time to skip. Uh, if you guys have been slacking it like myself and Jamie have. Jamie Lannister gets his fucking hand chopped off, bro. Did not yeah, see that. Coming, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, what, what uh, I forget her name. She is the one that is supposed to take him back to the Lannisters. Um, Brienne but, of Tarth. Yes, I love her, bro. She's I fucking love, dope, man. She's, she's, she's great. A badass, bro. And then, dude, towards you know, towards that portion after like he got his hand chopped off, and they're finally gonna trade him over to the Lannisters. They were gonna keep. Uh, what's your name, Brienne of Tarth? Brianna of Tarth. Brianna Tarth. They were going to keep her. They are going to rape her and they were going to kill her. But Jamie's like, no, nah, we got to go back and we got to bring her back over here because I got to. She took care of me even though she I was her hostage. He took care of her and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do we like Jamie Lannister now? What the fuck? You know I'm what telling I mean? you, man. I'm telling you. I was like, what I'm the? Telling you. <laughs> so you know, I had some. I had some heart for Jamie Lannister right there. I was like, you know what? He's he's not that bad, bro. He's a kind of an honorable man now that he's been going, being tortured and being taken as a prisoner. Prisoner, does he does he make a turn? Like, what's what's going on? Um, so that was cool. I like that storyline. That was pretty dope. Get to the uh, rest. Get to the rest. I'm, Come I'm, on, I'm getting there, bro. I'm getting there. Um, there was a moment where uh, Joffrey, he after all, he he's not going to marry um, obviously Sansa anymore. He's going to marry um, uh, homegirl. Mar something Margaria or some shit like that. Marjorie, Marjorie, the one that was supposed to marry a, uh, um, Renly uh, Baratheon. Baratheon. There you go. Thank you, sir. Um, obviously he got killed by that ghost of uh, Stannis uh, Baratheon, his own uncle, uh, because he you know hooked up with that witch and that witch birthed the fucking demon, whatever it was. Demon ghost. Yeah, I still <laughs> yeah. don't understand how that happened, but yeah, she so made a baby she- demon. Yeah, exactly. You know, magic, dark magic, whatever it is. Anyways, so Joffrey's going to marry this woman and he's showing her around the uh, uh, the castle uh, in, in high ground or high high something. Well, what, what's the what's the main place of uh, where Game of Thrones is taking place where the the King's Landing King's Land. There you go. King's Landing. I don't know why I said high landing. King's Landing. Well, because so, she's from High something, but I can't remember what it is. Is that what it is? Okay, cool. Yeah, dude, it's a lot of names and stuff to remember, and I have bad memory. But anyways, there's some stuff that I do remember because I'm just like, oh, I felt like a Leonardo DiCaprio in um, 
um, that one movie where he's like pointing at the TV and he's like, "Ooh, right? <laughs> yeah. that, that one meme uh, in uh, Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood." There we go. And he's like, "Oh, that's me. That's me." So, or like something that we knew. Uh, so he's showing her around uh, the castle, and I was like, "Oh, look! This is where Rainier Targaryen's uh, remains are." Just so you know, High Garden. Oh, High Garden. There we go. Yes. So okay, so he tells Joffrey tells her he's like, "Hey, he's showing around the castle and the remains where the dragons are," and he's like, "Hey, here are the bones, the remains of Rhaenyr Targaryen. Here are the remains of her before she was eaten by a dragon." Uh huh. I know that I gives like, away Game of or, uh, House of Dragon. Yeah, right? it gives away House of Dragon. I was like, "Oh shit!" So like. Jamie didn't catch on it right away, and I saw the rewind, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Yeah, they just fucking told us a plot in the House of Dragon. Like that shit's blew my mind." So I thought that was really cool. Um, there's so, there's there's a bunch of little Easter I kinda, eggs. Yeah, yeah, I kind of want to rewatch House of Dragon now, dude. Like just to see. What I really I, I want to rewatch Game of Thrones with you. I keep I've been watching a bunch of other shows, but yeah, I've been I'm texting. Like, I need you. to watch it with him. <laughs> I've been texting you. Um, and, uh, what, what, what else, you know, Jon Snow is doing his thing. He gets away from the wildlings, even, oh, he loses virginity, uh, to homegirl. Um, Egret, Egret. Yeah. Egret, bro. She, dude, as soon as like they hooked up, bro, they, she got like hooked, like, like, uh, she was all up on that. I am yours. You are mine. I was like, Whoa, chill. You guys only hooked up one once, you know? Um, I guess that's how it was. I guess. I don't know. Um, well, but anyway, because he knows nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, she said he he really knew how to do that thing with his with his mouth. Um, so <laughs> shout, shout out to Jon Snow on that, bro. Uh, <laughs> but still, deep down, even though he's with the wildlings and just wanted to cross, and still kind of stood for the what the wildlings were doing, he's like, no, I I made a vow to the crows, and he ends up turning against them, bro. So that was crazy. And then we find out that Bran Stark, the one that can't walk, uh, has a power himself that he can go into different animals and just kind of see into the future. So he has his own mission that he needs to do where it's he needs to go. a warg. Oh, it's a warg? Okay, yeah. So very interesting on that. Uh, but the main thing, the main thing in this season was the wedding. So who, as- gets, who finally gets to the wedding? Right as it's happening, who just got there? Arya, yeah, her, her, her arc too. She's like, she's trying to get back to the Starks because she, she got taken away because of Ned Stark. She hasn't been with her family since Ned Stark got his head chopped off. So she's trying to get back to her family, and then they realize, hey, we're taking you to um, um, the the phrase because that's where a wedding's happening. So your mother and Rob Stark and the and the you know all the top army men are going to be there. You know all is. All his main people are going to be there. The so hound gonna, is taking her, right? The big fucker. Yeah, the hound is taking her because he's like, and they're going to pay me, so um, they'll pay me a lot of money for to have you back. So I'm, I'm taking you. So he's, they're almost there. They're right there outside of the building. They're trying to figure out how to get in because they're not letting them in. But while that's happening, Rob Stark is with his wife. Rob Stark, obviously was supposed to marry one of the Frey's daughters, so the Frey's felt like they were getting betrayed. And the Lannisters turns out that the Lannisters were paying the phrase to murder Rob Stark during the this wedding, which is now known as the Red Wedding. And I did not see that coming, bro. 
I'll tell you that right now. I knew Rob Stark was, wasn't going to make it uh, just because, again, I've seen the ending of it. And I was like, I didn't see this character at the end. So I figured he's going to die. But I didn't think he was going to die like that. And I didn't think his wife was going to get murdered like that. And she, he had just found out that he was going to that she was pregnant. So the dude, and don't they, they shoot an arrow in her belly? Dude, no, dude. They they go up to her and just start stabbing her in the oh, belly while right. he's that's looking. Right. And then he's the one that gets shot by an arrow. And then the mother's like, please stop all this. Stop all this. And they slit her throat, dude. And even one of his uh one of his uh high men just turned on him. Uh I forgot oh, yeah. what his punk ass name was, bro. Uh it just uh, Bolton or something like that. Yeah, Luke Bolton, I think. Yeah, dude. It was whew. Nuts, dude. Nuts. You're gonna and see then, the Boltons again quite a bit, actually. Dude, and and the way they chopped off his head, and then they put a they killed his dire wolf, dude, and they put his wolf's head on him, and then they're like, the young wolf is dead. The, the, you know, I don't know, dude. It was just it was so fucked up what they did to those bodies, dude. Dude, and I know Awful. part of it was Rob's fault for sure. He should not have married that girl, but dude, all of those things that happened could have been avoided if. Catelyn Stark, the mother, had not given those damn hostages away and not listened to anyone but herself. Yes, dude. Yes, dude. I agree. So frustrating with her. Like, like you can tell she's a caring mother, but God, did she make terrible choices. <sighs> yeah, I mean, and then also Rob, too. Like, I mean, you're not supposed to do that in weddings, right? And you're trying to figure out who's your allies or not, and they just got screwed over and apparently you don't do that in weddings you're not supposed to do that uh during weddings or even if there's war that that's a sign of disrespect and dishonor which mm-hmm. i agree dude like if you're gonna yeah that's it's very snake move by tywin lannister for sure i mean the um, lannisters are pieces of shit dude they're pieces of shit yeah that whole I, family so yeah man that was a season three recap i will say this that i am in episode two season four now um I have a prediction. I kind of want to tell you, but I don't want to ruin the season four recap for everyone on the next episode. I do have a theory, which I'll probably text you, Luigi, and you tell me if when we do the season four recap, we can bring it up of what my prediction was. And you can be like, hey, you were wrong. Or like, oh, nice, man, you were right. Uh, but someone dies, and I have a prediction of who killed him. Him or her. <laughs> uh, tell, so. tell me just tell me come on i want to know all right guys so we're in episode two now of season four uh joffrey was poisoned at, uh, at his wedding and he was killed okay <laughs> wasn't that the best death for him I was oh like, yes, yeah dude. fuck you fuck well, you. yeah like, dude, I especially, especially jumped up into the air and i was just like Pumping my fists <laughs> when it first happened. I was like, yes, yes, fuck you. Dude, it was cool too. And like, just the way he was fucking, the way he was treating uh, Tyron Lannister, dude. And how yet uh, the little people perform, like, um, how the war went with uh, uh, Rob Stark, you know, the wolf, and like just had little people performing that. And it was just a disrespect to his brother, dude. His uncle. Dude, and the, and the hookers and that he would too, kill. Bro. Oh, dude, the hookers. And then in kill? front of Roz, when he like, when he mutilated that girl in front of Roz, that, yeah, that was dude. all like wild. I was like, oh my God, this guy is sadistic. Yeah, but he also like in front of everyone, like he's like, hey, and he pours wine on top of his, on Tyron's head, dude. And so oh, he drinks the, Tyrion, and he's like, oh yeah, you're going to, yeah, Tyrion. And so you're going to be my cup bearer. You're going to be my beer bitch pretty much. And uh-huh. 
and then he ends up drinking wine and he dies and and then Cersei's like, oh my god, you, you're the one that drugged my son, blah, 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 all this shit. And I was like, whoa. Cersei. Yeah, was fucking Cersei, bro. And so yeah, he dies. Uh, Sansa manages to escape, but it's because Little, little Finger um, uh, knew about this and knew that he was getting poisoned. So that that kind of, I was like, well, what's, what's, what's going on here? Who ordered the hit on on Joffrey. So who do you think it is? Cersei. Interesting. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because she knew he's a piece of shit. I know she loves her son and all this stuff, but she still wants that power. And she don't want to marry uh the other guy, the the the, the dude that's that fancy is the other dudes. I, I think it was <laughs> I think it's all her and she knew like deep down inside that he's a fucking bad person and he shouldn't rule. So I think she ordered the hit on him. So that is my theory. Do you want me to tell you if you're right or wrong? No, no. We'll we'll talk okay. about it later. You can tell me off off of pod. Okay, uh, off pod, off pod. Yeah, I I don't want to know. I I, I want to know after. I a... I won't tell you much. I'll just tell you if you are correct or incorrect. No, 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 no. I don't want to know. I don't want to know because right. <laughs> I already know too much at the end. So I I'd rather keep this like oh I was wrong or like oh cool I was right got him yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying so. Uh, we'll we'll keep it at that, guys. You can make fun of me later, but please don't text me or shoot me a message like, "Ah, Jason, you were so wrong," you know. Um, but yeah, we'll just keep it at that. And lastly, the last thing that I did was watch a movie that I've been wanting to watch for over a couple months now. Uh, we ended up getting it on your Hulu. Hey, 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 hey. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. Did you get to watch it? Not yet. Not uh, yet. Okay, you should, man. Uh, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Um, is out on video now. You guys can buy it on Voodoo, rent it, whatever, on YouTube as well. Very easy watch, man. It's, it's about an hour and 30-something minutes. Uh, very heartwarming. It's a fake documentary. Uh, is there a word for that? You said mockumentary, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just about a shell that uh, they start... Uh, it's about this guy. He, he goes into air, an Airbnb because he breaks up with his girlfriend, so he has to move out. And he finds these li- this live shell shell, but he's also he's like a, a vit, uh, he's majoring in videography videography and stuff like that. So he starts making a documentary about this little shell and just his lifestyle. Then you come to find out that um, his parents were taken away because the owners of the house were a pair of the a couple themselves, and they end up breaking up and. The, the the man ends up taking um, them on accident, right? Because they're like little little creatures and stuff. Uh, and it's just like his everyday lifestyle and him just searching for his family and not realizing how big the world actually is. And, oh, dude, just a heartwarming character. And Marcel is actually voiced by Jenny Slate. Do you know who that is? Don't look suspicious. Don't, Don't look suspicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be suspicious. No, no, don't be suspicious. Yeah, voices Marcel. I did not know that. So from Parks and Rex, guys. Um, so that that was really cool, man. Uh, very, very heartwarming movie. Very uh, at points in the movie where you're just kind of, am I about to cry? Am I? You know, it's it's one of those moments. But a beautiful, beautiful movie. I recommend watching it with Katya when she's a little bit older, because I think she'll really enjoy it. And. Um, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it, man. Super easy watch. Interesting. Okay, I, I definitely am interested. 
Yeah, I'd give it like an 8.4. Dang, 8. so better 2. than Knives Out. Yeah, for sure. That's a high rating there. Yeah, I, I, it's it's up there, man. It's up there for me. No kidding. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'll wait. definitely have to check out Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Yeah, watch it, guys. I highly recommend. And uh, lastly, before well, we're start, we're getting into our TV shows, um, we started uh, on this day of January fifth. Uh, it's on a Thursday. Uh, Bad Batch, uh, Star Wars Bad Batch season two came out on Wednesday the fourth. Guys, uh, the first two episodes came out. Uh, just a little quick recap, Luigi, because uh, not not a lot has gone, happened yet. But what are you thinking so far? I like it. I mean, they go on a quick heist of Dooku's Dooku, <laughs> Dooku's war chest. Uh, His old lair. It's, a, it's yeah, it's a two part adventure. It's a lot of fun to watch. You get to see a little bit of growth with Omega. You, uh, I, I actually really enjoyed Tech in this in this story arc. Yeah, they I was gave like, him oh, more. I got a little more out of him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel like they were like, we didn't give him enough storyline, so that was dope. Yeah, so definitely a good start to the show. Can't wait to see what they do next. Hell yeah. All right, Jason. I'm going to ask this question, which is going to take us straight into our feature presentation. So as the streaming wars are becoming more and more consolidated and they're seeing that they can't make this many shows and still make money, uh, after 2023, I anticipate that there's going to be a sharp drop in how many of these amazing shows with amazing actors continue to come out. Uh, so I'm calling this the peak of the golden age of TV, and I think it's going to be over if it wasn't already over in 2022. It should be over by the end of 2023. So what do you think, Jason? Is the peak of the golden age of television over? Are we going to start seeing a decline from here? All good things must come to an end. I, I feel like we got maybe one or two years left, if I'm being honest, because there's still stuff that they're working on. And, you know, obviously the pandemic pushed back a lot of stuff. So they may still have room to make money on stuff because people nowadays aren't going to the movies as much. It, it kind of looks like everyone's kind of going back to it. So people are still, to this day, are still watching and are breaking records for streaming stuff, uh, streaming shows. Like, uh, for example, Wednesday, pretty much, almost, and Stranger Things, they broke records for, you know, most views on Netflix and all this stuff. So there's still a chance, but I think they're just going to kind of crack down uh, and on green lighting some shows versus others, you know? So Yeah, it's no longer going to be like they green light everything and we get these amazing shows Right, that never would have been made before. Exactly. So we we may miss out on some stuff like some hidden gems that are like, whoa, people like this. Great. Now it's going to be they're going to be a little bit more caref- careful on it. So I mean, we'll see, dude. Um, but I think if I'm being, I I feel like we have a year or two left before it start hat it start happening again. It starts to happen where it starts to kind of slow down. I mean, but we'll see. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think this could be the final year that we get this level of content, like the amount and quality. Because right now, I mean, yes, not every show is amazing, but we are getting so many shows with like top tier actors and actresses and they're on all of the streamers. It's it's fucking amazing. I, I never in my life did I think I'd see a show with Oscar Isaac where he plays a superhero in the same year that I see another show 
that has um what's it called gosh the guy that plays cassian Andor, <laughs> diego oh, luna diego luna yeah in another show uh, about you know star wars and then another show that's a half billion dollars in cost that looks i mean beautiful super beautiful based in a fantasy setting uh from stories that are over 100 years old like this is all in one year we see all of these things i mean i could continue we we saw yeah, Catherine like, zeta jones in a show we yeah, saw john bernthal in a show like for john a cameo yeah. that's right we saw steve carell in a show and you know he's made he started and I mean, he's been in a shows show. Yeah, he started in shows, but he he's he's made quite a few films now. You don't see him in a bunch of TV anymore. Um, we saw Ewan McGregor do a mini series. Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, all of these people that I'm like, wow, the top level actors just just going into going into television like it's nothing. Before it used to be like, oh my gosh, no, you you can't go into television. Oh, you do television, that's, that's going to ruin your movie career. Yeah, exactly. And now here we are. So. At the level that we're seeing it, I think at best, I, th- I think at best midway through 2024, we'll see a sharp decline, if not just generally in 2024. But I could be wrong. I mean, hit me up in two years, guys. We'll find out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I think right now, though, we are definitely in the golden age. Ironically enough, though, I'm going to take us into our future presentation, which is all about the shows of 2022. And I'm going to start with the shows that disappointed us instead of the golden age shows. And mind you, even the shows that disappointed us had things that were good about them. Uh, So I'll start off with our flag means death. This one was actually pretty well received critically. I just, I couldn't do it, man. Uh, It wasn't very funny to me all the way through. I think they, they just overdid it. A very Taika Waititi uh, production, which is weird because I, I mean, I loved Flight of the Concords. I I, obviously I liked Thor Ragnarok. Love and Thunder exists. Right. Um, Right. 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 So, I mean, I guess I'm seeing a bit of a decline in what I enjoy about Taiko Waititi because this show just was not for me. Uh, next up for me, I know, Jason, you didn't really finish this show either, right? Was Miss Marvel? I didn't watch it at all, actually. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> it just... Look, it's not a bad show for its audience. It just... It didn't really catch me. I thought it was very cheesy. Um, and... I, I, will, I think the reason why I didn't want to watch it and i wasn't so pressured to watch it was just because i didn't like uh captain marvel the movie mm, so an- another thing that's kind of related to that i'm just like ah, i don't know you know so that's the reason why i didn't watch it and then i'm glad that i didn't because after what you said it's like it's just not that type of audience i'm not that type of audience that they were seeking out to right you're not a you're not a little girl or a preteen girl yeah yeah exactly so. weird super weird i, I could have sworn um then paper girls i also thought that show was extremely cheesy and it got good reviews as well um it's like a sci-fi show i couldn't get past like the second episode i just i'd had enough i was like these this is ridiculous i'm not into it so it wasn't for me um jason what about the what about the next two i don't know how you feel about them um but uh I- Although I enjoyed both of them, it was disappointing. Uh, Halo, especially the Halo series. We loved Halo. 
why do we play Halo, man? We're because we want to shoot aliens, a lot of action, and oh my god, the very first episode started off amazing. You know, within the first that first action uh, series, the first what ten minutes of the show mm-hmm. was like, holy freak, is it gonna be like this the whole time? And I was like, I'm ready for it. I am ready for it. It gave us everything, you know, the sword, the paying homage to the the point of view of how you play the video game, all that. It gave us everything we wanted from that. It just would have been better if they gave us more of it. Yeah, and they just played out some storylines that weren't that interesting so that they could save money by not getting into the action. I'm like, if you guys weren't going to spend the money on the show, why'd you bother making it? It just just felt like a, a lot of times it kind of felt like a one of those typical basic television dramas. Yep. We were trying to give it a chance because we're like, all right, they got to do world building, world building. Okay, we get that. And it just didn't really kind of go anywhere after that. Yeah. So. And and there were good things about it. You know, yeah. Cortana was interesting to an extent. I mean, I I think uh, the guy that plays Pablo Schreiber, I think he plays he plays Master Chief fairly well. I wanted to see more of the other Spartans, though. And to the fact that we know that there's only three Spartans so far was kind of like, eh. Four. 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 I apologize. Yeah. Four Spartans but, so far. Yeah, and I did like the the, the change of uh, the other Spartan, though. I forgot what her name was, but I really liked her storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she started, you know, once he, she took her in, her chip out, she was like, oh, this is what it feels like to feel. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I like that storyline, but it was just, I feel like it dragged. And I think maybe they were just trying to drag it because they got more stuff coming up and they didn't want to kind of give us everything all at once. But with with that being said, they we they they missed a lot. And the last last one for us, Jason, I, I feel like as the resident Star Wars fan, you can talk about because they're in this one. Actually, I think it was the strongest show of the the shows that disappointed us uh but it did i mean it, the name of the show itself is an issue you know what i mean like there's yeah. it just it is not what you expect and then a lot of people were were pretty upset with the direction that they took the character but i'll, I'll leave it at that you go ahead so the book of boba fett which they should just change the title to mandalorian season 2.5 yeah. Uh, because Mandalorian season 2.5 was great. It was awesome. We got to see what happened in Grogu. We saw Luke Skywalker, um, ah- Ahsoka, and Luke Skywalker interact with each other. So all that was awesome. We got to see Mando using the dark saber. So there was a lot of fan service. And then they showed us Cad Bane, one of my favorite bounty hunters within the cartoon clone series, which was awesome. We got to see a live action version of him. But I don't feel like they did him justice. And they the way they killed him, I was just like, are you serious, man? Uh, it was a lot of fan service, which I loved. Absolutely loved. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that this was a, a Boba Fett series didn't really move Boba Fett over that much. And it was kind of disappointing because we all wanted Boba Fett to live and we wanted to see his badassness, right? Badassness. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's a word, but badassery. <laughs> his badassery. Yeah, I like that better. <laughs> I like that better. Uh, and we didn't really get to see it. They kind of wanted him to show him as like a, as a good person, as a hero. He's not, man. He's a mercenary. He's a bounty hunter. 
That was a big problem you know? people had. Yeah, yeah, it was like a like like the give me more of him as like the Punisher on Netflix. Yeah, he was a good guy, but what do he do, man? Like he was kind of torn between good and bad. G- give us more like of a story of like a Walter White and Breaking Bad. Like you love him at first, he's trying to do good, but like at the end of the day, he's kind of a villain and fighting within himself. Like that's what we thought Boba Fett was. Give us well, that. That's, well, not only that, there were what, what three episodes out of a six episode show that were pretty much about the Mandalorian. Exactly. So like, I think fuck? I think they realized like, yo, I know we said I know the ending of season two was like Grogu and Mando saying goodbye to each other, but we we need to bring that back. We didn't realize how big Grogu was going to be, so we need to find a way to get them back together. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they use Boba Fett for. What I will uh, say is, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I see what you're saying about Cad Bane. It would have been nice to see him more, but I thought his fight was pretty cool. It was pretty oh, cool to watch. It was dope, but like I I would have loved. To, I know he's a lot older now because technically Cad Bane at that during that time and that timeline he's fucking old. But he's an alien, right? Aliens can live up like uh, Chewy, uh, Chewbacca's, or uh, his his race can live up to five hundred years, and right, you got Yoda that can live up to nine hundred years old. So I, I don't know how old his species can live up to, but he's pretty old compared to you know because he lived throughout the Clone Wars through a young Anakin. Uh, so he he's definitely older. So and, and he does say that, which uh, I really loved. Again, another fan service. He's like, you know, I was younger. He's like. And then Cad Bane says, still faster than you, though. Because he was definitely a faster, <laughs> definitely a faster gun than Cad, uh, than uh, Boba. Like, he, that's what he was known for. Like, you know, that old Western shootout type of thing. Like, you were scared to go up against him. And, like, he, he was known to kill Jedi. That's how fast he was with his blaster. So, loved it. I hope maybe we see more live action uh, Cad Bane, uh, like, earlier on. I don't know. I, I'm a fan service guy. Like, I love that they do that. Like, especially for the cartoon series, people that don't watch the cartoon series and like see these characters brought to life. Like, I just really appreciate that. And that they really hear the star Wars fans. Like, Hey, we, we know you guys love these characters. So we want to do our best to bring them to life, which I think is awesome. But yeah, I do think that they missed on quite a bit of stuff. And and like you said, it's the least series that I was disappointed in, but I was still disappointed. Yeah, and I yeah. gotta say, see, I I feel like they just did world building for Mando. I feel like they should have put Book of Boba Fett, a Mando story. Um, you know, and, they always put a Star Wars story. Or this could have been like a Mando story. Yeah, because I loved right? seeing Black Chrysanthemum. I loved oh, the Black Chrysanthemum was dope. Yeah, the kids that they had in there, like the with the robotic body parts. I thought that was that shit was so cool. But like overall, the actual plot was like ah, uh, the Rancor. Yeah, that was yeah the rancor was yeah. awesome yeah all yeah, of these things were interesting but overall it, it was a pretty shallow story so yeah um i don't know if they're gonna make it season two i don't know we'll see but um it, it gave us a green light to mando season three and I'm, I'm pumped for that so who knows all right we're gonna go into our honorable mentions first I'm going to start with a show that uh, was a bit controversial for a lot of people, actually. Uh, She-Hulk. <clears throat> I thought it was a pretty funny show. And I think by the third episode, it really found its voice, and it was just a lot of fun from there on out. 
the characters that came out in that show were fantastic and thought it was so much fun to to see daredevil i thought it was a lot of fun to see some of these smaller marvel characters uh pop out here and there in the show and for comedic value i thought it was a lot of they did a lot of fun stuff with characters that they probably would not have used otherwise and so i mean that's why kevin feige gave it a green light especially because he is a big she-hulk fan <clears throat> and I thought Tatiana Maslany was a fantastic She-Hulk. Oh, amazing. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, great casting, as always. Well, a very, very rare misses for uh, MCU, right? Uh, I, I'm going to have to agree, man. Uh, I think if I can speak for Jamie, uh, she would have to agree. She really loved uh, uh, this, uh, this series. Uh, she felt like uh, she related a lot to a lot of the stuff, you know, so it, was, it definitely reached out to character uh, people that really aren't into the MCU action, but just to bring you in in a fun, comedic way. Right. Just like we talked about all the stuff that happened in the MCU. There was just different stuff, like even if Miss Marvel's, it wasn't our cup of tea, but just from everything to even the Halloween special uh, Werewolf by Night, like just different stuff and just bringing other people to into the MCU universe where like, Hey, we got everything for you. This is one of those. So which kudos to this show. And uh, I mean, I think it'd be okay to greenlit a second season, right? Did, you, did they do that? I don't know yet. We'll find out. I think it's really expensive to make. So we'll see if they, if they're yeah. able to make a second season of that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, one, my one knock about it is definitely work on the CGI. Aspect yeah. The quality was not the same in all those episodes. Now, that leads me into something, Jason. You mentioned Werewolf by Night. We don't really have anywhere where we can put it. So can we put that in honorable mentions? Because it wasn't exactly a show, so I can't say, oh, it was as good as this 10-episode arc show. But, man, Werewolf by Night was such a fun watch. Yes, dude. Yeah, I I wouldn't say it's a show. Maybe a short film. So I definitely, let's just put it in here. Uh, Definitely Werewolf by Night. I, I, I was thinking of putting it in movies, for our episode for that it's, for it's favorite movies short. it's too short it's too right short. <laughs> yeah. so so a little series so yeah let's definitely put it in for an honorable mention here which i loved oh my god i want another one for next year's halloween mcu yes. make it happen do it every year like a hollow you know like a christmas special i just want a halloween special werewolf by night type of thing give it to yeah, me have him meet moon night i mean they fight each other at some point anyway it'll be great it'll be a I good mean, watch yeah just some other halloween stuff like just within that character within that world i just want to give it to me um next up for me is dmz it's actually a dc uh short or limited series comic book and it's about it's about a civil war that breaks out within the united states and this woman who is trying to get her son back and he ends up on the other side of the demilitarized zone that's the dmz and she lives on no he lives in the demilitarized zone zone sorry and she lives on one of the sides of it so it's hard for her to get to him and it's a storyline about what happens to them and the changing dynamics that occur uh there in new york city which is where it becomes a demilitarized zone starring rosario dawson uh so i i definitely yeah i definitely watched it because of her not gonna lie uh but it also had uh benjamin bratt which is he's a great actor 
Uh, he came out in a few things when we were younger, but he, he does a great job in this. And it has a few other a few other actors in it, but none none of which I recognize personally. I just recognized Shosadio Dawson and Benjamin Bratt. Pretty good show. They ended it early because of the pandemic. It was supposed to be, I think, I think it was supposed to be like several episodes longer, but they had to cut it because of the pandemic. So uh. it it's not as good as it could have been, but it's still a pretty good watch and it's short. So uh, next one for me, Jason. This one is called The Patient with Steve Carell. And he plays a therapist who gets kidnapped by none other than Dom. I'm trying to figure out how to say his name. Domnal Gleason. Domnal? Domnal? I'm going to say Domnal. Domnal Gleason he comes out as the main character in Ex Machina, the guy. Oh, yes, yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, the, the red hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He also comes out in a kid's movie, Peter Rabbit. You remember the books? No. What? You don't remember Peter Rabbit? Peter Rabbit. The, the Peter Maybe. Rabbit book? Maybe, bro. I didn't do a lot of reading uh, growing up. I mean, neither did I, but I, I remember Peter Rabbit. Anyway, I know, I know Peter Rabbit the movie. Oh, fair enough, Peter Rabbit the movie. He also comes out in Unbroken. He comes out in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yep, yep. Uh, the Revenant, About Time. He's, he's in quite a few things. <clears throat> but anyway, so Donald Gleason plays a serial killer who kidnaps Steve, Steve Carell to give him therapy so that he can try to stop killing people. Mm. Well, good it for is, him. Yeah, it's it's an interesting show. It's uh, on Hulu, right? It's on Hulu. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that was just a limited series as well. Yeah, Jamie, definitely... put that on the list. Put that on the list. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting watch, um, and it takes place in maybe a total of four locations. So you could tell it was pretty cheap to make. It's 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 good to watch to see Steve Carell and Donald Gleason doing their thing. How was uh, how was uh, Steve Carell in that acting? Because he he's been he's Fantastic. been venturing out there. Yeah, oh great! Fantastic. I love to hear that. He's been doing a great job, dude. He's been venturing out there from uh, you know his comedic roles. Like he's really doing his thing, dude. Gotta I check. think uh, Steve Carell does a great job, and <clears throat> Donald Gleason follows him step for step. Man, I oh, really yeah. think he's a he's a fucking crazy motherfucker. It's 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 a good show. Well, I really like him in Ex Machina. So yeah, he does a good yeah. job playing a. Uh, a uh, guy who doesn't know sh- know anything. The student, yeah. yeah. Well, he's actually uh, a smart student, but he he is mm-hmm. smart academically. Yeah, academically, but not smart with uh, the ladies. Yeah, he's a very yeah. naive. He's a very naive man. <laughs> all right, uh, for all mankind is my next one. Now, I would have actually put this in my top ten, but the third season drops off a little bit, a good amount, and becomes slightly cheesy. <clears throat> Um, not crazy, nothing that I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not coming back for season four. But season two did such a great job. Wait, did, did season two come out this year as well? No, season two came out last year. Oh. Season three came out this year. That's why it's only an honorable mention. Ah, I got you. I yeah. got you. So if it was only season one or two that came out this year, you'd, it'd be in your top ten. Yeah, season two is okay. some really, really good television. 
season three does not live up to season two. I will mm. say that. Okay. Uh, it's not, again, it's not bad because there are a lot of interesting storylines that take place and you definitely are left wondering like what the hell is going to happen next. But season two did such a good job of tying the story up together and tying you to it emotionally that I legitimately like what I had like a tear in my eye in season two In season three, I was like, Oh, this is sad because they try to do that in every season. Right. But mm-hmm. it just didn't hit. It didn't hit the same way. So for all mankind, I would definitely still recommend check it out. It is a story about an alternate reality in which the Russians got to the moon first. And so the space race never ends because then we get to the moon and then we just keep trying to top each other. And it goes through the decades all the way up until season three is in the nineties. I think that's what I definitely enjoyed about it. It gets closer to present day. And so you just see the further and further they get in season three, they're trying to get to the moon. So that's an, that's interest, And that's an interesting part of the storyline. And they, they do some interesting things with it. Hey, you know, what's a, a fun theory, conspiracy theory <laughs> that we never got to the moon. Right. But you know why they said that we made it to the moon was to make Russia bankrupt for trying to make it to the moon. <clears throat> I don't know. It, it, it's just pretty interesting. And you're like, when you kind of read up more up on it, you're like, whoa, that's I mean, kind of interesting. Did, I mean, uh, our plan, our plan in general was to make Russia go bankrupt in the, uh, Hey, you're the history book. So I'm, I'm just listening to you, but so, yeah, it, it, but it wasn't just the space race. Like we did yeah. the space race and then we did the arms race and we did right. the nuclear arms race. Right. And then we were trying to spread our influence. Like we were really coming at the Soviet union from a lot of different directions which made them have to spend a lot of military money and they were burning through resources that they didn't have because they weren't gaining the kind of capital that capitalism gives you. Right. Right. So I I wouldn't say that it was because they were trying to get to the moon specifically. I mean, that was just one of their arguments, right. But like there's some more other stuff, but like, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, It's definitely a part of it. It's, it's not, I don't think it's the main end all be all, but it's definitely a part of, uh, their difficulty in um, keeping the Soviet Union together, especially because a bunch of countries in the Soviet Union did not want to be a part of it. Right. But that's history. Let's uh, let's <laughs> let's get back to the pod. You're going to take me down a rabbit hole. Yeah, my bad, dude. I didn't mean to do that to you. I just thought, you know, just uh, interesting, like to see like what could have been if that that happened. Right. So that's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's a really fun show to watch. It makes me feel so like America. America's the greatest country in the world. Like the whole time you're watching that show. I bleed, so I bleed red, white, and blue, baby. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Puerto Rico all the way. <laughs> 50 stars. 50 stars. 50 stars. That's right. Hopefully 51 at some point. Hey. Now, next one for me and Jason, you saw the first episode. You said you liked it a lot. Loved it. Need dude. to watch the Christmas special. I know it's January 5th. But I still say you should watch the Christmas special. No, I'm, I'm going to fucking riot. I'm going to watch it. it. I love the first one. I just I, I'm, we're catching up on Game of Thrones. That's like our main focus right now. And now we got batch batch season two. So ah, I'm going to catch up to stuff. I promise. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Yeah. Now. Now the show stars Will Arnett. If you guys don't know him, he's from Arrested Development. He played Job, the brother. He also plays the voice of Lego Batman. 
hilarious in both of those things and in this one he does a great job now the premise of this show is that his name is terry seattle and he always has a guest celebrity partner and they improvise their way through a script of a murder investigation and so everyone's in on it except for the celebrity guest now and it's a bunch of improv luigi before you before you keep going uh improv guys is you can't say no to stuff that's going on um that's one thing about improv is like hey no you have to find a solution to it you can't say no like like that's the one most important rule in improv if someone says something it's like oh hey but you murdered so and so you can't say no i didn't do that that's you that you break that rule in improv so there was this one scene with conan that they brought in about the chili and having to him to eat food and he couldn't say no to it because you uh every actor knows that rule like it's improv you can't say no to that stuff so (laughs) he had to keep eating this chili with like really 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 hot sauce and he was dying but he had to just keep going with it and yo good sport and i hope a lot of the uh the special guests from when i go on for it because i only saw the conan one i hope they keep doing that stuff and uh Dude, he does an amazing job as a as a detective, dude. It's it's just awesome, man. I love it. He breaks character a lot, though. Jesus, does he? Uh, I love it, dude. Uh, Because you'll just see him laughing in the background at what he's doing to whoever it is. Yeah, and and it's hilarious, right? Like you, that's what you're meant to do. Like you want to have the other actors break character, but at the same time, you're gonna break character sometimes, which which I really love. It just kind of took me back to my thespian days even though it was only in high school but i just it just kind of was like well i kind of missed that i wish i would have kept continuing doing that like but it is just so fun it just reminds me of like just some good times back in the day so so just to fill you guys in on the christmas special specifically will arnett sean hayes and jason bateman uh jason bateman has come out in a lot of things i hope you guys know who he is sean hayes came out in will and grace uh, they are very close friends and they have a podcast together uh, called Smartless where they have someone very intelligent or very uh, accomplished in their fee- in whatever field they are in come and talk to them and they joke around with them and they just ask interesting questions. And so for the Christmas special, he has Jason Bateman on and they're very close friends. Like they, he spends a lot of time messing with Jason Bateman and Jason Bateman has to go with it, and he takes it like such a champ. Uh, Maya Rudolph comes out in it. You guys got to see who Santa Claus is. And then uh, Pete Davidson also comes out in it for like a short minute. That one is probably my favorite of all the Murderville episodes. The Christmas special, it was just, it was fantastic. It had me rolling uh, with <laughs> laughter. Um, did you, uh, so I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't guess the Conan one right. I thought it was uh, someone, but it, it was turned out to be another character. Uh, so I was kind of bummed myself, so I'm hoping to get the next one right. Oh, I can't even remember. <clears throat> did you, did I can't you get, even remember. Did you get any of them right? I got a few. Not a lot, but I did okay. get a few. I think it was well, a minority, not a majority. Yeah, I, I'm over for one right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what you do on the next one. The Kumail Nanjiani one is pretty good, too. Uh, my next show actually is pretty close to the heart just because of my profession. Another comedy, Abbott Elementary. Have you seen this show, Jason? I have not. <clears throat> so sorry, I have to keep clearing my throat, guys. I apologize. But Abbott Elementary is very much a The Office, Parks and Rec style show 
where it's like again a mockumentary where they where they interview people and it looks like people are walking around filming and they know that they're being filmed right so it's it's a lot of fun with that and the characters are very quirky so it's a lot of fun to watch especially because they're teachers so there's some relatable stuff for me there um but that's tyler james williams right he played uh everybody hates chris and he played chris and everybody hates chris yes yes yes. he's just a teacher now instead of a student yes exactly he he starts out uh as a sub he's a sub there oh okay uh that's just funny to me yeah i've seen tiktok videos about that actually it's hilarious so no it's it's a good show i definitely would recommend it's not as like laugh out loud funny as murderville or another show that i'm going to talk about but it is still pretty good it's a good show it it definitely gives you some chuckles and it's uh pleasant to watch i could definitely binge that show so it 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 was it's a good show i'm definitely going to be watching the rest of the second season as it comes out this year so i'm excited for that one yeah that sounds like uh, something jamie will love especially like you said it's like an office type of parks and recs type of yes comedy yes yeah yeah, yeah, they're at an inner city school in Philadelphia, so they—I'm sure you guys will love it because they, from time to time, talk smack about the Cowboys. That's my only downer on the show because they're all Eagles fans. Oh no, sign me up. That's it. I'm watching it. I'm watching yeah, it right I'm now. Sure we gotta stop are. this pod. <laughs> I'm sure you are. You hater. Anyway, all right. So the next honorable mention that we've got is the boys. You remember the boys, right? Yeah, man. Wait, you're not saying the show. No, we'll talk about that later. No, okay, this is the okay. boys diabolical. Did you get to see oh, okay. the the animated shorts that they made in the world of the boys? Bro, I didn't. I totally forgot about that, if I'm being completely oh, honest, until you that brought is, it up today. That is totally made for you, Jason. Like, you need to watch it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, my guess is if you if you like that so much, bro, you, and I've said this before in previous pod and even off pod, Invincible. You got to watch that. Wait, you saw it. Oh, bro, I've right? seen it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. There's someone someone in our friend group that hasn't seen it yet that I keep telling them that they need to see. Well, whoever that is is making life mistakes. Anyways, well, how, how good was it? Well, did, does it follow anything related to the boys? or? Oh, it's all it's all related to the boys. A bunch of the characters come out in it. Oh, really? Um, a lot oh. of it is pretty comedic, like ridiculously comedic. Or you're kind of like, Jesus Christ, this is over the top. But it's fun to watch. I mean, and the episodes aren't necessarily related. You can watch them in any order you want. It's very much an anthology series, and they let the creators do whatever they wanted within the confines of that world. And they're like, what, I think 16-minute episodes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a good watch. It was a fun watch. Um, it what For me, it wasn't good enough to put in the top 10, but it was definitely not something that I regretted watching right 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 i get what you're saying yeah a lot a lot of my honorable mentions too i I just recommend watching so yeah yeah now uh next honorable mention for me and i think you would agree because you watched it was Mm -hmm. Dahmer. this one barely got kicked out of my top 10 (laughs) um it didn't it might be higher on mine because i only saw the first two uh we Jamie and I stopped watching it just because she said it was just too disturbing. Um, so I, I haven't finished it, but I really enjoyed it and I want to finish watching it. So I need to watch the rest of it. But I, I mean, I know what happens to him and all that stuff, but I kind of want to see like, I heard his acting was phenomenal. So 
It really was. And the things he, he did to get into that role, it sounds pretty rough. Some of the episodes were just so sad. It was it was sad. They had more of a focus on the victims than I've ever seen in any of these shows. That's what uh, I heard. Yeah, the victims did still still say that they felt like he was being glorified, although they also mentioned that they didn't watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's... The victims' there's about, families. Yeah, yeah. There's about, I think, at least two... I can't remember if it was three episodes that focus on the victims, which in other shows, there's none. There's so, like maybe... 10 minutes of it yeah Yeah. and in this one they really they they really showed uh how difficult it is and how much of a piece of shit he was like because you know obviously they focus on the shock and awe especially in those first two episodes and and you kind of get lost in that sometimes with some of these shows and that you forget like there were these were actual people you know right that this show really reminds you like these were people these were just regular people that he i mean he did terrible things to and uh it was definitely a good show really really good acting um i enjoyed it i definitely enjoyed it gotta finish watching it highly recommend guys yeah so the next one for me i binged this show and my god i'm almost done with it that's probably the only reason uh the only reason it didn't crack my top 10 is because i don't really know where it's going right now and i don't want to regret it but it's an anime i don't know if you've heard of this one jason attack on titan oh i have that's very popular show yeah yeah and you know a new new season came out this year yeah season four Season oh, for the final okay. season, the final season. Ooh, yeah. So they're wrapping up this story, and they created this entire world, and it's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, you get super invested in these characters. The idea is so original, where you're like, "Where do they come up with this stuff?" But they do. They come up with these interesting stories. It's a very gory show. Uh, it's actually pretty sad as well. But it is really fun. It's really it's cool anime to watch. for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They still have a couple of slice of life episodes here and there, but this one's really. It gets to the point in almost every single episode, and it's. I, I don't want to get into it too much. The whole idea is that there are these giant monsters that look like people that eat human beings, and they are trying to hunt down human beings. These walls have been created. So that they can never they can never get over the walls. At some point, these specialized versions of them break through the walls and attack. And so they're fighting literally to save humanity. And uh, it's just how that plays out. And all of these different twists and turns that the story takes uh, that you did not see coming. And sometimes you do. You do see coming probably more than more than not but there's still some shocking ways that it it goes and i've just been having a lot of fun watching it you know i i started watching it because gabby was watching it and she said this is a really good show and i was watching it with her and i was like yo this show's really good i need to i need to keep watching this so i i definitely recommend that one it could have made my top 10 again i just don't know where it's going and because I would have to rate the season, the fourth season, which I've only seen a few episodes of, I can't give a full 
I can't give a full read on that one, but I do recommend seasons one through three. Absolutely recommend it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm already looking at some uh, like collectibles, paraphernalia, whatever you want to call it, of the show. I, I'm looking at a sweater. I'm like, oh man, I think I would buy that. I think I would buy that. <laughs> so I'm already a fan. That's um, funny. Yeah, man. Definitely into it. It's funny because I never thought I would uh, watch a whole bunch of animes, but uh, Gabby got me back into them. So there we are. Hey, you got that crunchy roll. So, you know. Yeah, that was part of her Christmas gift. <laughs> uh, last one for me is called Pachinko. Uh, the name is based on a game of chance, almost like a, gosh, uh, a survival game of chance in real life and of course there's an actual i guess the best way to compare it would be like a a slot machine uh mixed if a slot machine and a pinball machine had a baby uh, that's what it looks like i've only seen the first two episodes but it's about a korean family that immigrates to japan and later as you find out within the first episode uh because it goes through at least i think three generations three or four generations uh, of this Korean family and they go from Japan and then some of them are in the United States and it just shows their life and ha- how things were for them under Japanese imperial rule. You're going to see what life was like in Japan when they go, when they go there. And then a little bit of uh, present day, well, not present day, a little bit of the eighties, the late eighties, uh, which was another period of time when Japanese and Korean relations were still not very good because Mm. Koreans as well as uh, Chinese and a few other uh, Asian and Southeast Asian community, well, countries. uh, I mean, there's just a lot of anger towards the Japanese because of what they did during their Imperial rule. And it's funny because I just mentioned attack on Titan and there is a, there are several ways that it shows that there are classes of people and how some people are subjugated. And that's pretty much what Pachinko is showing right now, like the subjugation of these Koreans and how the Japanese, at least up until the late 80s, still saw them as uh, lesser people. Damn, so it's pretty deep, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good show so far. I'm I'm very interested. And obviously anything that takes place as a period piece has has an edge for me. The acting in it, like the little girl in the show, like she did such a good acting job. Like there's one point where she is crying and I'm just like, "Oh my god. Get yourself together. You're watching the first episode of this show. You're not going to cry right now." And I feel <laughs> like by the end of the show, they might get me. They might get me, so we'll see. Sounds like it, man. Damn, that didn't crack your top ten. All right. Well, I've only, only seen episodes. the first two episodes. Fair that's enough, why. Fair enough, fair enough. It might it might work its way up there, huh? All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough, my friend. All right. Well, for me, some honorable mentions before we get into our top ten favorite ones. Uh, I'm gonna go. I had to put it in here just because we we definitely put. Um. <clears throat> Uh, the uh, MCU um, Werewolf by Night in there. So it was one episode by the Untold series on Netflix, the Mentai Teo, the girlfriend who didn't exist. 
man, oh man, was that, I didn't know, I knew the story, but I didn't know the story like that. That was, it was crazy, man. That was a rough watch. Rough watch. You, you feel for Manti Teo, uh, for guys, for everyone who hasn't watched it, it's it's just kind of a documentary about Manti Teo. He was a college football star for Notre Dame who ended up playing for the NFL, but he went viral because he had a fake girlfriend. He got catfished. One of the first catfishes that happened um, publicly, you know, uh, catfishing was new, especially during this time in 2000, 2009, 2010. We didn't know what catfishing was. You know, people, you thought people, people accepted you as a friend online and you were like, all right, this person must be real, but he got got. And you later find out that it was a guy that uh, was clowning him. And it was just, just a sad story. I highly recommend it guys. And even if you're not into sports, it's just a, it can happen to anyone. You never know if you let yourself. And, and the shocking part is that guy ends up turning into a trans woman later. It's, it it just takes these turns where you're like, what, what? Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy, dude. I didn't know that. I did not know that at all. Um, you know what gets me is like there was a moment where Manti Teo mentions, uh, it broke it broke my fucking heart, man. It really did. I was just like, fuck, people are so shitty. People are so shitty. Where he was talking about when he was in San Diego, and people would come up to him and then take a picture and make fun of him afterward, and you could hear like his voice cracking with like anger oh, and hurt. Yeah, and I was just like, man, who were these pieces of shit? Yep. I can't imagine. Like, what's your fucking problem? Like, why are you such a little Yo, just the guy that got catfished? I was like, dude, it happens to everyone. It just for him, it just happened publicly. Yeah, he's. I mean, just pieces of dog shit, man. I, those those kinds of people disgust me. They're like yeah. be- beneath human beings. They they should. You know what? I'll stop there. They don't deserve <laughs> much in life. Yeah, I'm going. Really I'm going down a hole. I I do, man. Like I I hate I hate seeing people just be shitty to be shitty. You yep. know what I mean? I feel that. Like what did what did they gain from it? What yep. did they gain? You know, probably nothing. Probably because they probably got little dicks. Is what it is. <laughs> that's why that's what it is they, they, they had little penises i it, it must be man it must be i mean we love sports you know there's there's points where you're like talking shit like friendly shit you know like oh hey fuck you huh hey you suck what up? you know but he there, there's there's moments where like all right man that's that's too much you know at the end of the day it's it's just a game we're gonna get over it. we're gonna go back to our homes and be with our family and stuff and that's what really matters these people have feelings too there's a point where like, Hey man, that's, that's too much, you know? I yeah. Know. I, th- I don't think people understood like how much it affected his life. It did it really did. And it's, it's really sad. Ah, uh, very unfortunate. Sorry. Um, we went on a tangent guys. Go ahead. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, another one that's based on a true story. It's the, they follow the Pam and uh, Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee story about how the sex tape got released. They made it into a series. Uh, Seth Rogen helped write it. He's obviously a part of it, which is pretty. It's it's pretty funny series, uh, but also you kind of feel for, uh, especially Pam Anderson. They really brought into light of her character of how it got released, dude. I had no idea how this sex tape got released, but it tells you about it. And, I don't uh, either. I guess I need to watch it. They they followed a lot of Tom and Lee's memoirs about it too, so it's very close to accurate. Obviously, it's Hollywood, so they they got to put in fillers into it of how it happened 
Tommy Lee to this day doesn't think it was him that did it on his own. Although the guy insisted who stole the sex tape did it on his own. So there's this whole thing and it kind of ruined their, um, their marriage because of it. And, um, hilarious obviously Seth Rogen's in it it's funny but I think my favorite character in this film is Pam and how she portrayed Pam Anderson I hear Lily James does a great job yeah she looks like her she put on all these prosthetics to look like her yep dude she did a phenomenal job and how she portrayed her and uh it it was just awesome dude it was a nice little mini series that you guys can watch on Hulu uh there's a there's a scene where Tommy Lee's on drugs and he remembers a moment talking to his penis because he's about to have sex with Pam Anderson and his penis talks back to him in the show, which is fucking hilarious. But it's that, it's that kind of show guys. It's like trippy. <laughs> um, so I highly recommend it. Uh, easy watch. I think it's only six to eight episodes. So you guys can finish it within two days. Highly recommend it. Um, nice little series. Loved it. And it was kind of just a flashback. I was like, of when that uh, sex tech came out and when the internet started barely booming and what the internet can actually do. Amazing. Oh, interesting. I mean, I definitely, it definitely makes me want to watch it a little bit more. Cause I was just like, I don't know if I'm that interested in this story, but that, Dude, that just, does make it a little more interesting. Now I know the, the full details. Yeah. It shows you the power of the internet, dude. Like, it's really awesome. So like, you're like, Holy shit. People didn't know what the internet was going to be back in the day. And this is what happened. Uh, next one, I just want to give a quick update on it. I didn't watch season one or season... Th- well, I watched season three. I uh, watched the first three episodes, but season three and season four of Atlanta came out this year, this past year, on t- 2022. Uh, I fought, I saw the first three episodes. Amazing. I just haven't had a chance to catch up on it just because uh, I'm watching other shows and Jamie Excuses, has not watched... Jason. Jamie has not watched season one or season two, so... I hope she wants to watch it so I can watch it with her. Um, But I heard it was phenomenal. The first three episodes that I watched on season three was amazing. And I talked to Cole, our buddy that doesn't listen to this pod, said season four (laughs) was probably the best season of Atlanta. So I'm excited. So I just want to give a shout out to that one. I'm definitely going to watch it before the end of next year. Um, So I'll keep you tuned into that one. So a quick shout out to Atlanta. Uh, Shout out to Childish Gambino on that. Yeah, I definitely want to start that show because I also have not seen any of it yet. It's so. amazing, dude. I think you'll love it. It's a, a parody to a lot of uh, uh, the culture stuff. Uh, so especially if you know a lot of hip-hop related stuff, you'll you'll see it. They even show a lot of um, – they have an episode where there's a black Justin Bieber, right? They have the Migos <laughs> in there. Uh, dude, it's just – it's hilarious. Um, they have uh, Childish Gambino in Prosthetics to kind of make him look like a Michael Jackson type of character. So it's very interesting. <laughs> yes, dude. It's and, and, that, and that that episode is actually a really dark episode. So it's just very interesting. Um the next one I want to get into right away, Rick and Morty season six, hilarious as always. Uh definitely better than season five, I would say. You know, it's how did that not just, make your top ten? Isn't that your like favorite show? It's definitely my favorite show, but I just uh, I haven't finished watching I, I I think I'm two episodes that I'm missing. Um, hilarious, you know, they, Justin Roiland was focused on high on life, the video game, and that's also hilarious. So I just want to give a shout out to them. It's just the, the reason why I didn't crack my top 10 is just because it's still Rick and Morty. I'm not saying, I mean, their comedy is top tier in my opinion, but it's still like just the, like the other season. So it didn't crack my top 10 because of that. 
It makes sense. Yeah, I need to get over the animation and just watch that show because I, I hate that animation. But really, oh my god, I love the animation. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I watched an episode of The Boys Diabolical is made by the Rick and Morty guys, like the animation and the writing. I liked it, so I'm like, I should probably watch it. I liked it. I liked it enough. Like, I would have watched another episode. So they got I, me. I'm gonna watch it. Trust me. Like when I remember watching season one, I was like all right this is okay and then i got into season like i was like all right this is funny like and then the jokes start getting more like complex and like and you're like oh wow and then if you rewatch it you're like whoa i missed that joke that's just hilarious so it's just a lot of you got to catch the jokes and you got to catch the humor once you get it bro you're you're in you are in and you're locked in yeah i'll have to watch that on my own because gabby definitely has no interest in rick and morty Mm, it's a shame yeah. Neither neither does Jamie. I have to like watch it while she's asleep and stuff. <laughs> well, she likes animated shows, but there's a reason I'll talk to you about offline. Oh, that's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. The next one, uh, it was a quick short series, uh, Tales of a Jedi uh, on Disney Plus. And it just kind of follows the story of Ahsoka when she was how she came to be, how the Jedi found her to go into the force and just uh, some little side stories of her, like growing up and becoming a Jedi at the end and kind of seeing a little bit of Anakin's turn. And then not only that, it follows Count Dooku and his storyline of him and how he turned into the dark side. Honestly, I liked, I liked the turn of his dark side a lot more than I'd liked Anakin's into Darth Vader. Yeah, it it worked a little better. I just felt like, so when I watched this, I just felt like it was a little too little, a little too late. And don't get me wrong, it's not a bad show. I'm not knocking it. I just, I wasn't really invested very much in it. I was like, oh, this is a good addition to the, this is a good addition to the canon. This is a good addition to the entire story of Star Wars. But overall, I was like, oh, it didn't do much. It didn't, it didn't give me a lot. So that's why I didn't even, I didn't yeah. even put it in my honorable mentions. I was like, oh. eh. Oh, it did it for me, my friend. Did it? It did it real well for me. <laughs> did it real good for you. It did it, it, again, did it real good. <laughs> again, not saying that it was bad. It just didn't really give me a whole lot that I was like, "Wow, yeah. what?" So, and uh, the the last one, which I know made your honorable mention as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually would have been my number ten if it wasn't for some other shows, uh, but Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground where I spent most of my days, right? The yeah. remake of uh, The Fresh Prince. A pretty uh, good thing that it doesn't star, star Will Smith now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had, a, he had a lot to do with this show. So, I mean. It's still getting se- a lot of heat, yeah. Yeah, season two is in jeopardy. Uh, I hope they continue it because it was a very more dramatic take to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which I loved. Uh, and a, a a more updated version of it. Like if uh, Fresh Prince were to happen today, uh, which is really cool. I like that take on it and the characters I liked and it's just more serious and more, um, more character development within, within each and every character, a little bit more story to them and not just a comedic part of it and just focusing on the comedic side of it. So, you know what it kind of reminded me of? I mean, not the same, but it had some similarities to like, entourage or ballers oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's I just people people spending big money people doing cool things and i i liked it 
Um, but I did kind of miss some of the comedy. I was like, I, I want them to make a little more jokes. It doesn't have to be this hilarious show, but I was like, I do want some more comedy in this kind of show. Well, I, they were sitcom trying to go to dramatic. So it, it's kind of tough, but I, I get what you're saying. And I agree with it. Yeah. Cause both of the other shows had like at least comedic characters, if not comedy outright yeah. at times, you know, like I, I, I was just, I will that. say this. Uh, Jeffrey definitely better on the sitcom version for sure. Oh, Even though he, Jeffrey's he's really got cool. swagger, yeah, yeah he's, he's got, got swagger. swagger. This one. But there's no comedic value to him at all in this one. Yeah, and Will, well, you know, I I'm partial to the original, but you know, there's a lot of people that can't stand him at all now. So it, it's hard to fill in issues. Hard to fill in yeah. issues. Yeah. All right, we're getting into it now, Jason. Top 10. Top 10. Now, originally, I wasn't going to do them in order, but somebody forced me to do it. So these are in order. Now, some of them are going to get brought up earlier than normal because, for example, my number two is actually Jason's number six. Uh, Jason's number two is my number four. Jason's number three is my number six, so on and so on, right? Yeah, so we'll we'll keep those short when it comes up to that, right? So Yeah. Are we going to talk about it the first time it comes up or the second, Jason? First time. All right, let's do yeah. it. I'm going to start with you, Jason. What's your number 10 show of 2022? I'm going to go with uh, The Peacemaker with John Cena. I, dude, I could... I didn't even you can't know, see me. I didn't know he was in the show, bro. I didn't see him the whole time. You know, <laughs> there's just this blank, and you just hear a voice. Yeah, I didn't understand like, what was going on. I mean, I can hear him, but I can't see him. Um, you just hear so, his theme yeah. music come on. <laughs> yeah, ding, ding. I don't know. I don't even know how it goes. Uh, anyways, it's a DCU uh, series. Um, kind of a just a spinoff series from um. Uh, Suicide Squad that he comes out in turns out that he didn't die and it's just his story of trying trying to be a good person but he's kind of bad uh, he's just a vigilante which his sidekick is vigilante my favorite character in that show dude <laughs> he is the best character in that show I don't care what anybody says yeah just just a, a, a comedic uh, side of the DCU. hey Jason what's up buddy you hear this? Oh, the theme song? <laughs> you got damn right. There you go. Yeah, the goddamn theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Vigilante. Fucking uh, hilarious. Uh, hilarious. And it, again, it's just John Cena following him, trying to be actually a good uh, a superhero, but he doesn't realize how he grew up racist and shit like that. Like he was just born into it. Yeah, and... He really does not mean to be racist at all. And he gets caught off guard when racist things happen uh, or he does things that are inappropriate that are like racist, sexist, or like misogynistic. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you're fucking funny, dude. I like you. <laughs> uh, it's just a hilarious take on it. It was just kind of like a, a rated R version of Guardians of the Galaxy, which obviously James Gunn had his hand in the show. So uh, yeah, obviously. it's a really good addition to uh, his his uh, version of Suicide Squad too. 
Yep. Yep. It was, it was awesome. Um, I'm, I'm excited for a season two. Uh, the storyline was great. We got a nice little cameo at the end with uh, the justice league. So that was dope. Uh, very, very last second. Um, so dude, it was just overall uh, the cats too, all, all around all the characters that were a part of it uh, did a phenomenal job. Uh, it was just overall, man, just fun. The skits at the end were hilarious. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. I wonder if they're going to edit out the Justice League characters now that they're probably not going <laughs> to I know, right? It. Now since they're all gone. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, hey, we'll see, dude. We'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought everybody did a good job. I don't know her actual name, so I'm just going to say uh, Tasty from Orange is the New Black, which plays the the f- the female lead, pretty much. The, the young woman who is... Uh, the daughter of oh my gosh what's her name the daughter of the their their version of of nick fury god yeah, amanda, madam, waller. Amanda, amanda waller amanda waller there you go amanda waller's daughter does a great job i, I just everyone in the show does a great job it's great writing music plays a big role in the film even though or the show even though i'm not really big on hair metal and it's all like hair metal yeah so it, it's a damn good show it's a damn good show. The best. Oh, by far, by far. And then the fight with White Tiger is pretty great. Yeah. I just, I, I could go on. I definitely am excited for season two. Oh, Eagly's pretty cool too. Eagly when it hugs him. Yeah, the eagle. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Who was it? Uh, the Tasty Tasty all is he just no no that can't be right <laughs> yeah i was like eagles don't do that yeah uh it was uh, awesome man even the even the theme song in the beginning and the dance is just it's just full uh foolish uh, but oh, it's in fantastic. a fun way yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so my next one is well my number 10 is rings of power now the reason rings of power goes down to number 10 is because the acting is good um, it's not great, but it is good. Uh, the set pieces, though, the sets and just the whole world that they show you and explain to you. Because I've seen Lord of the Rings, I'm not a huge fan. I know there's like big Lord of the Rings Ugh. fans that really, really love it and they hate this show, but I thought it was a fun watch. But the sets are amazing. I think, I mean, I'm super invested to see what happens next. It's, it's a really fun show that yes, you do have to pay a good amount of attention to, but also if you miss parts, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, I can't get over how beautiful it is to watch. Those sets are amazing. It's a half, half a billion dollar show. It, it better be amazing to watch. Yeah. And it, to me, it lives up. It really does live up to the price tag in terms of the costuming. Uh, I thought the story was pretty damn good. It, it, it obviously cracked my top 10. So I thought it was, it was good enough. It's not, the story isn't as good as the, the next shows that come out, but it, it's really cool to watch. I like, I've, I've become a fan of fantasy uh, because of game of Thrones. I'll be honest. It's because of game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to see rings of power. Cause it's just like a more positive take on it. It's a little more fun and I'm having a good time with it. Hell yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Definitely on the list to not try and knock out. So that's another one that I could uh, I could even take a little more humor in as well. 
Oh, nice. Uh, so there's some humor, but it'd be nice to have a little bit more. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, because you know, in Lord of the Rings, they're all fucking jolly in a lot of the parts. I'm like, oh, I can take some of that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I love that. Those are like some of my favorite scenes. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's your number nine, Jason? So my number nine, man. Uh, surprisingly, it's this low, but I, I mean, nothing wrong with it. Loved it. Uh, the Kenobi series. Um, we, we just get to see Kenobi after he has his last battle with Anakin and we get the, the rematch of the century. So it was as said on uh, social media and stuff when they first announced it. Uh, we just get to see uh, Kenobi kind of get a closure with uh, Darth Vader. Uh, Anakin, not Darth Vader, I'm sorry. Uh, that last fight scene between him and uh, Anakin, uh, between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, and how Obi-Wan finally says, hey, I'm sorry. I, You know, because the last time we I saw failed that, you. Yeah, yeah I was like, I, I, I failed you. I, I am so sorry. And then that last moment where uh, Anakin tells him, like, no, you didn't, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Saying oh, that that's right. he killed himself and turned to the complete dark side. And it's like, it wasn't you. It was, it was me. I want, so it was just. Isn't that, that the line moment. too, where Obi-Wan is like, then my friend is truly lost. Yeah. My friend is truly dead. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was, oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. For, I imagine for a Star Wars fan, you must've been like, fuck you. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was dude i had i, I rewatched that scene over and over again i was like oh my god this is beautiful like it, it was truly really well uh choreographed uh not only that but also we get to see the full power of darth vader when he fights um his um inquisitor mm-hmm. how like he didn't even use a lightsaber he was just using the force like get out of here get out of here get out of here or when he used his force to bring back that ship you see the true power of the dark side within darth vader so we got to see a lot of that and Darth he Vader stays losing tru- though. Yeah, he stays losing. Stays losing. Uh, um, we get to see a young Princess Leia, a young Luke. Um, and you know, young Princess Leia just being Leia and why she becomes a great leader in the day. So it was a nice little homage to, um, um, to you know Princess Leia. So it was just, it was great. Um, yeah, she's a she. It definitely like shows you like, of course she was going to become who she became. Yeah, so very in line with her character. Oh, definitely. And then uh, just you know, young Luke just being uh, oblivious to everything because he's just growing up in Tatooine and just being uh, raised by his aunt and uncle, which is awesome. So it and, and you get to see where Obi Wan was this whole time. He wasn't hiding. He was just protecting Obi uh, Luke this whole time. So it's great. Yes. All right. I'm going to my number nine, Jason. Have you seen This Fool on Hulu? This Fool? No. This Fool? Bro. This fool. I haven't, dude. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't know if I've heard this. Where'd you say it was? It's on Hulu. Uh, it is an almost all Hispanic cast. They're all Mexican. Uh, living in LA. I'm going to give you the synopsis. Julio Lopez is or has a heart of gold and goes out of his way to help everyone but himself. Julio attempts to better his community overcome his codependency issues with his family and navigate working class life in South Central. Now he works for a nonprofit that helps ex gang members called hugs, not thugs. And that's just like the tip of the fucking iceberg, man. Like his, his cousin Luis gets out of prison. And so he's helping him in the program. I have, 
I think that is the show I have laughed the hardest with this entire year. <laughs> like I, every single episode, well, the first episode didn't make me laugh that much, but it was still good. Now the rest of the episodes, like I could not stop laughing. It was just line after line after line. And again, guys, you know, I say this all the time. It could be a cultural thing, but fuck, it was fucking funny. I highly recommend it. The jokes keep coming and they're just, it, every episode is good. It's light. It's nothing super serious. And it definitely, it definitely plays a lot into like Mexican culture and in, in a really fun way that I think is pretty relatable. Yo, so the guy that pr- plays uh, Luis is Frankie Quinones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, uh, he's also known as Creeper, the Cholo Fit guy. The Cholo you, Fit? Yeah. No, have you seen his seen skits? That. So he started no. off as, like as a YouTube, um, well, no, he, I think he started off as a stand-up comedian, but he started off as like uh, doing parodies of like Cholo so he's a cholo, but like also like doing workout plans as like cholo yeah, yeah. fit. So he's like, hey, you see, you see a homie over there, bro, and you do the what's up thing. So you just want to lean back, hold that for five seconds, and then bring it back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Shit like that, dude. And he's like, I was like, oh dude, you know, when you're riding your 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 bicycle, you gotta hold you can hold a 30 case of beer on the top of your shoulder and you just hold that for 30 seconds way. And then you want to switch it. 30 seconds and you get those work those biceps essay oh dude it's fucking hilarious you got you got to watch those dude oh, uh, then you you have got to watch this full man he's the best yeah. to me he's the best character on the show dude like, if, it's, if, it's, yeah, if it's anything like cholo fit his name is creeper dude look it up i promise you uh i think i feel like i did a pretty good impersonation of it <laughs> uh but yeah no i uh that sounds awesome dude i gotta watch that now dude <laughs> There's an episode where they're going to fight this other group of guys, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he goes to try to find all his old homies from before he was in prison. And he goes and visits one of them and he died, right? Uh-huh. And the wife's like, well, you can still take him. And it's a cardboard cutout of him. And when they're about to fight, you just see the cardboard cutout in the background. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shit's fucking funny. Uh, it's like a parody sketch of the shit, huh? That's uh-huh. hilarious. Dude. Oh, dude. It's, I mean, it's, it's a continuous story, but yeah, the whole time you just get these ridiculous scenes that are just fucking hilarious. Like, if there's a show that I would recommend to you most on this list, weirdly enough, it's my number nine because I, I think you would definitely like it, Jason. Uh, sounds like I would enjoy it, dude. So, <laughs> Hulu again, right? Hulu, yeah. Yeah. Count me in, brother. Count me in. Jermaine was saying that he liked it a lot, too. Oh, that's awesome. All right, cool. Uh, so, my number eight. Moon Knight on Disney Plus with Oscar Isaac. It's a Marvel uh, TV series. Uh, I loved it just because Oscar Isaac gave us two roles in one, dude. Um, very different take of just uh, very different. T- uh, again, a lot of these shows in, in 2022, especially for the MCU, were just a lot of t- different takes of stuff. And I loved it, dude. Yeah, honestly, I would have put this in my top 10, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Jason wants this one. So I left it off and uh, I looked at some other stuff, but I loved Moon Knight. I thought it was fantastic. I thought I think it's one of the best shows that uh, Marvel has put out. That, Loki, and WandaVision are probably the top tier for me. Oh, hell yeah. I agree. 1,000%. Yeah, yeah so I, I know we talked about it a lot. We, we broke it down in our previous episodes earlier this year, so I don't feel like we should get too much into it. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Isaac King. What about your number eight, my friend? Oh, thanks for asking, Jason. Now, 
my number eight is Cabinet of Curiosities, Guillermo del Toro, uh, famous for Hellboy. He also did Pan's Labyrinth. He did Shape of Water. Uh, he just did Pinocchio, which, by the way, guys, definitely you should check it out. It's a very Dude, different take on Pinocchio. I heard it was very, dope. yeah. It's it's sad. Like it it hits it. It doesn't make you cry, but it definitely like it makes you think. You get like, it, it's, it's a it's a deep film. You're like, wow, this is this isn't just a kids movie, you know? Even though it really just is, it's it has themes that I I doubt a small child would understand. Like if I like talk to you about it. Uh yeah yeah well it just has themes about like life and the meaning of it and uh it, it's a lot about fascism and it's it's a lot about what it means to be a parent there's there's a lot of themes that you, a kid's not going to see but the kids still enjoy the movie like I think I enjoyed watching that movie but I was like oh my god this is a this better is a than the movie better than the Disney version never heard of it. <laughs> yeah man the disney version was i mean the live action guys we're talking about the live action yeah live action the cartoon is a classic but it's just it's just not the same thing they don't they don't play with those those themes in the live action version because it's already been tread you know what i mean they already right. did that and they did it pretty well in the original animated film whereas in this one they really do a fresh take on it and i love how pinocchio looks it's it's a good movie, but anyway, we're not talking about yeah, we're Pinocchio. not talking about movies, guys. We're not yeah. talking about Pinocchio. We'll get into that for the next episode, guys. <laughs> we're doing best movies of 2022. Okay, join us next week on no. Uh, anyway, number eight, Cabinet of Curiosities. It is a collection of horror horror stories, about an hour long. Um, he brought in a bunch of different directors to do different styles of horror. A lot of them are very classic style horror. Uh, there's a story about a witch there's giant rats there's but then there's even but there are also some about like grief there are some about the other end of it greed uh it's it's some really interesting stories they do some really cool stuff with it and there are actors in a few of them that you're going to recognize i thought it was i thought it was really impressive what he was able to do with all of these stories and the people he was able to get to work on it I'm not going to say too much because I did talk about it in our Halloween yep. uh, episodes. So definitely check it out. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, every time you talk about it, I'm more and more interested in it. So I need, need to get on that. Um, the next one for me, man, it's just because I'm a huge Laker fan and I loved every second about this series. Uh, it's none other than Winning Time on HBO Max. And it just follows the story of how <clears throat> the, the late, great Jerry Dr. Buss took over and bought the Lakers and turned their franchise around. And it follows the story of Magic Johnson and how uh, his first year in the NBA. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a season two. They're, I think they already green lit it for a season two. So if you guys don't know what happened with Magic Johnson, he had to retire early because um, he got HIV and all this stuff so you know during that time in the 80s it was a crazy right guys uh and it just shows that you know his rivalry also with the boston celtics and all that stuff uh, but also follows the story within uh his daughter who ended up uh, after his passing end up becoming owner of the lakers so you see her story as a young kid and how she had to work her way up to earn her father's trust because jerry buss did have two sons as well that are older than her but he ended up trusting her more and giving her more of the ownership before he died 
of the Lakers, and now she's full owner of the Lakers uh, as we speak. So it's just very interesting, and you can kind of see like the growth of the NBA as well. And it was if it wasn't for the Celtics Lakers rivalry, I don't know if it would have shot up this much. And I, it helped it within the '80s, and then in the '90s, obviously Michael Jordan took over, but it definitely leaped it within the '80s because of the Magic Johnson Larry Bird rivalry. So it just follows all that. I love it. The acting is amazing. The style and the way it was directed and shot. It gave you that 80s vibe, so it kind of felt like you were watching an 80s show or like just kind of watching live television from the 80s. So I, I the cinematically, the way it was shot, I thought it was beautiful. So I highly recommend watching this show, guys. It's a series. It's I think it's only eight episodes available on HBO Max, and I'm excited for season two. Would you say that you uh, think it's 17 times better than any other <laughs> NBA show? Oh, definitely 17 times better than you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did that just for you. I just hope, want you to know that. <laughs> hopefully 18 times within within the next five years or so. You're getting you're getting a little uh you're getting a little uh greedy there. But we'll see. <laughs> hey, winning time. It's that's all we care about is winning. And uh HBO Max. There you go. <laughs> We'll see how much longer uh, it's on there, or that name is up anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're number seven, which is also my number four. Four. So Stranger Things four. So Stranger Things left off a few years ago with very much a an ode or an homage, however you want to look at it, to John Carpenter's The Thing. You see that that. Vecna was trying to take over people and take their bodies, becomes this crazy monster, attacks them in a mall at the climax of it. But then, you know, Eleven and, gosh, Winona Ryder and her son. I can't remember the names anymore. Will? Uh, Will, no, that, that's that, right. no, that's not Will. Uh, it's Mike. Will and Mike, though. They both leave, don't they? Oh, oh. no, you're right. It's No, yeah, Will Byers. Yeah, and- yeah, Will Byers leaves with Eleven and uh, Winona because uh, Hopper is dead. Mike is the boyfriend. Well, Hopper is believed to be dead, right? And then Jonathan Byers... Way way to ruin it. Well, no, I mean, Uh, it shows it at the end. I'm just just kidding, bro. Why are you trying to do that, man? You got me all messed up. Sorry, anyways. anyways. (laughs) So the group is separated. Um, Nancy and Jonathan are doing a, a long distance type of thing. Which I'm still rooting for a Steve and Nancy to get back together type of thing. The whole Jonathan Byers, Nancy Wheeler. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not rooting for that anymore. Nah, you know what, man? It. After this season, uh, Steve Steve deserves way better than Nancy. <laughs> That's right. You hate Nancy. That's I don't right. like Nancy, bro. That's right. I, I still like Nancy. I think that she uh, she just she She's wants she wants to be with Steve. You could tell. But she also knows that her morals won't let her just like be with Steve, which is good for her. But she's going to regret it later because Jonathan is not doing anything with his life. But anyway, uh, season four sees Vecna actually be be shown to be uh, someone Someone who was actually part of Eleven's past. Millie Bobby Brown's character. And this character is played by Jamie Campbell Bauer. 
he does a great job throughout the whole show, right? Like we we don't expect it. And we did a whole um, episode on this. But throughout the whole show, you don't quite expect it until uh, you do. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so we both guessed it before it was like brought in. But pretty obvious. You yeah. get you get my point. They they did a good job at hiding it somewhat. Jesus, Jason. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're you know what? Finish talking about it. You're just interrupting me now. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wanted you to add it. I'm just kidding. Um what do you, so what do you think of Stranger Things, man? You have it at a higher place than I do. Yeah, I do. I had it at number four just because I think it was the best season out of all of By them. By the way, shout out to Sadie Sink. Holy crap. Sadie Sink, bro. The fact that she didn't, uh, we've obviously talked about this, the fact that she didn't get nominated for an Emmy for this uh, performance that she did is robbed. robbed. Truly, truly, <laughs> truly, truly ridiculous. But good news on this. Um, she is coming out on that movie that we talked the about, The Whale, and it's getting great reviews. And Oscar nom, perhaps for our boy um, Brandon Frazier. So if it's that good, then hey, 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 take take a look at my girl Sadie Sink, guys. Come on, don't rob her on this too. I mean, I haven't seen her performance on that, but hey, she's getting these acting noms, uh, these 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 parts. So I'm I'm guessing she did a phenomenal job. Obviously, you guys saw it in Stranger Things four. That's my only take about Stranger Things four that I'm mad about. Um, her and Lucas is uh, Max and Lucas is like who would have thought relationship heartbreaking yeah. man. I'm like no. Who would have thought that relationship was going to be way better than uh, Mike and Eleven's relationship? I know. I'm sorry. It's kind of cheesy, right? Yeah, Mike yeah, is kind of like pissing me off, bro. Like he doesn't realize how much his um, best friend cares about him in more than one way, right? Yeah, um, that's that a complicated was... thing. Yeah, but uh, the way they they did that part too, that one scene with Will's like kind of expressing his love to Mike without expressing it, without telling him really. But his brother realizing that and just telling him like, "Hey, uh, it's a, like, don't be scared. I love you no matter what." Kind of thing, and um, I, I felt that man. I like I I've obviously never had that chance to experience, but like maybe hopefully it, it touched people that maybe had to go through something like that. Because uh, I do have a few friends that it was said that it was tough for them to come out to their family members and friends. So the fact that they kind of showed this and brought it into light. It's kind of touching, and maybe hopefully if it touched some people, and maybe they were able to relate to it, but it helped me understand more for sure. So, yeah, it was a great show, man. I, we we did a whole episode on it, so I'm not going to say too much more than that. If you guys have not checked it out and you've been living under a rock, go watch Stranger Things. For you will not regret it. And dude, if you only could run up that hill, you know what I'm saying? Go run up that hill. <laughs> <laughs> make that deal with god okay <laughs> make it <laughs> all right no. jason your number six now this one is difficult for me because it's my number two it was so, it was great honestly it was just i loved it and honestly i was debating dude so from my one through seven was definitely really one through six actually was really like it could have gone anywhere so these guys these 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 guys are all really close uh, but for my number six is going to be The Bear. Uh, it was on Hulu. It was a little quick short series about uh, a chef, uh, an aspiring chef who's, uh, who lost a brother that, was, that owned a family-owned restaurant. So he decided to come back to help out his family because they're going through a loss. 
And mind you, he was working at like the best, he was working at the best uh, restaurant in the country, right? The world. Like he was just in the world. And he was in magazines as like a potential, like, hey, this is like the new Gordon Ramsay type of like person. And he's only this age, very young, just and decides to give it up all at once. And it's it's a comedy, but also you kind of see the way the back of the kitchen works and every personality uh, is different and everyone's upbringing is different. And you kind of just see the struggle within all these characters within a kitchen, but also having the respect for each other in a work environment. Oh, it's just so beautifully written. And the way they ended it, I honestly, I, I'd be okay if they didn't have a season two, but the way it did so well that and I hope the writing does so well uh, is, is, is good. And we're not disappointing season two. That's one thing I'm very nervous about. But oh my god, of where they're gonna go with it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm very nervous about that. I'm not gonna lie because I felt the way they ended it was perfect, especially like how you find out. Spoiler alert, guys, that uh, his brother really did leave him behind with uh, a good amount tons of money, tons of cash, yeah. tons of cash. Um, maybe he didn't do it the right way, but you know, left him enough for them to you know uh, remodel the restaurant and and leave his brother and sisters and all his loved ones and coworkers. Uh, well off so what's good about a show like that is that there's always going to be built-in conflict or at least like high stress situations because it's a work in a kitchen that's just how it is that's how it (laughs) works um this show i i just thought it there was very little about the show that i didn't like in fact when i say very little i don't i can't think of anything that i didn't like about the show i thought everyone in it was good i was invested in all of the characters i thought the plot was simple yet complex enough for you to buy into it and to really root for the characters. It didn't need to be something that was super complex. And it showed you a lot of different stories within the show for different characters. And it gave you characters that you want to see for the next season and see uh, character growth for them as well. Even characters that you saw very little of. So I, I just thought it was a fantastic show and it's set in Chicago. I love Chicago. Shout out to Angelica, sister-in-law, lives in Chicago right now. Um, I, I definitely think it's just, it's a fantastic show. If there's, if there are any shows that I would say for everyone to watch, this would be one of them. Like, I, I don't think anyone could hate this show. You know what I mean? There's no one that I would be like, you know what? Yeah. You just would not like this. You just wouldn't. I would even recommend it to my mom. So she's not the, she's not a watcher of all these different kinds of shows, but mom, I know you listen to the pod check out check out uh the bear it is a very good show oh damn i didn't know she listened to the pod shout out moms yeah yeah <laughs> shout out my that's my number two guys so when we get back to to my number two i'll just remind you guys a little, it's the bear. little quick shout out <laughs> yeah all right so my number six is jason's number three hey there we go we get a little hey. trade off there hey the boys season three jason I apologize for putting this at number six, but I just had to. It's one of the most shocking seasons of television I've ever seen in my life, is what I will say, first of all. I I never thought I'd see any of those things happen on live or on not cartoon television. But it was just amazing. And I've grown to love some of these characters and hate others. I'm super invested in this world. I... I dare say I like the boys 
more than most superhero shows. I agree. With with the exception of the top three or four shows that we talked about, which is Peacemaker, WandaVision, Moon Knight, and Loki. I think it's right up there with them, though. Everything else is below the boys. Dude, okay, so the reason why I have it so high on my number three is because I binge-watched season one, two, and three (laughs) this year. Um, Amazing. Truly amazing, dude. I honestly, like... At first, I hated Homelander, but now I like love Homelander in a in a way that I hate him. You know, I, I hate I him so say, much. I love to hate him. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I hate him so much that I love him, and I that's what I love about villains. That if you hate a character truly, it's because they're doing a great job as a villain. Cersei not supposed to like them. Cersei, yeah, hence Cersei Lannister. I love her as an actress. I think she's doing a phenomenal <laughs> job in Game of Thrones, and I feel the same way about Homelander, dude. He yeah. does an amazing job of me hating him. And, dude, I, I, I could see him out in the street right now, dude. I don't know what he's done in other roles. But if I were to see him in the street, he's like, this fucking Homelander guy. Fuck this guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, it's funny. By the end of the season, you feel the same way about uh, Carl Urban's character, Butcher. Yeah. Billy Butcher, Butcher you're like, man, yeah. you're a piece of shit. You are a total mm-hmm. piece of shit. And it's it's just it's fun to watch the character growth. And this world is so wacky and crazy that you you just have fun in every episode. Uh, so gory, but also hilarious. It's just um again, great job acting. And then the the new character they introduced in this one, uh, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, yeah. Played by Jensen Ackles of Supernatural Fame. I know Gabby's a big fan. I, I'm a big fan too. I think I think he was probably the best actor on that show. And there were times on Supernatural where I was like, you could be doing better things than this show. And don't get me wrong, Supernatural's fun. It's a good time um but it's not a good show it's not it's not a good show but there were times where i was like oh you can do really good things you cannot do an accent he cannot do an accent let me tell you that yeah he cannot do an accent but there there are other times in the show where you're like god damn i i feel that i feel your i feel your pain you're doing some real acting on this and i watched him as soldier boy sure enough he he really knew how to play that character so i'm excited to see who else they bring on to the show and what well, new interesting uh, parodies of other characters they do. Yeah. Um, so for season four, they already uh, <laughs> said that um, the character that played Negan in uh, the walking dead is going to be mm-hmm. in season four. I wonder who's going to play is the question. Dude, he's an awesome actor too. That's, that's what I'm wondering. Right. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Jeffrey Dean again of supernatural fame. That's the, the first thing that I think he came out in, he plays oh, the shit. father. Yeah, yeah. What that. a weird yeah. small world. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I, I'm excited for season four. We've also already talked about the boys, so not gonna tread it too much. Check out the boys, guys. If you haven't, season three was fantastic this year. Hell yeah! All right, man. So for my number five uh, was on your honorable mention. It's gonna be the Wednesday series with Jenna Ortega. Uh, I know we recently talked about it because it came out during the holidays, uh, November. Um, how oh, dude, it was just great. I loved every second about it, and not not much more to say. I, I love the the Adams Family movies, and it was just kind of a good take on the Wednesday, and we get a little bit more information about her. Um, I think we just saw the birth of a star, honestly. Like, bro, the, she I, blew I think up she's gonna, bl- yeah, I think she's gonna blow up in general. Like, I'm like, I want to be friends with you. I want to go hang out. I want to go party. 
I want to, you know, I want to, <laughs> I want to be uh, in in your clique, man. Like, that's how cool she was in the show. And yes, I know her character play. It's like a character. But I'm also like, I mean, you did that good of a job. You must be a pretty cool person in real life. Who knows, you know? Yeah, it made me love, like, Wednesday that much more. Like, oh, I love the seriousness of it. But also there's a comedy to it. And it was just kind of just a, a fun, relaxing show. And not one where, like, I had to put too much thought into it. Well, I mean, you did put some thought into it just because it was like a whodunit kind of thing, a detective mm-hmm. series, but it was also fun and just kind of relaxing where like, I'm not like, I have to be like too serious about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not super high stakes. It's still a teen show. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was very fun and just very creative. And uh, just, again, I think the why it was so high for me was again, just because I loved the Adams family movies growing up. So it was just kind of nice. And Jen Ortega, mi gente, la raza. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Gotta pay homage to that. So um, that's why it's so high up there for me. Bro, if anyone's ever, you know this, if anyone's ever Puerto Rican, I'm just rooting for him. Luis Guzman's <laughs> in it too. I'm like, Luis Guzman, mi gente. Although, Jesus, man, that guy looks like he got beat up with the ugly stick. Poor guy. I apologize. Anyway, moving on. Number Let's, five for you, right? Number five for me. Now, this one, I wish that I could put it higher, but my top four are, I mean, they're really damn good from from number five to number one for me i'm like these are some of the best television i've ever watched reservation Dogs season two is on my number five that came out on hulu if you guys have seen season one i've talked about it a bit uh it is a group of native american kids that live on the reservation they call themselves the reservation dogs the story starts out with one of their best friends who committed suicide and it just talks about their grief and how they deal with it. And weirdly enough, it is a comedy. And uh, it also, it also relates a lot back to their culture and their history. I mean, it, it shows very much that they, there's, there's no escape for, for them, for what happened, right? Like literally the reservations they live on are like a constant reminder of where they are and how they got there and how they just want to get off the reservation because it's, it's a life of squalor in, in other words for them, but they, they love their people. They love their culture. And it's, it's a fun show to watch. There's a lot of silly, ridiculous shit that happens on it, but it also has a ton, a ton of shot heart, a ton of heart. And it's got some great shots like cine, cinematography in it. Surprisingly enough where you like it, it puts some of their culture on display as well as, uh, just giving beautiful views of where they're at. I highly recommend. It's a very heartfelt uh, end to one of the arcs of the show. So I wonder what they're going to do next with season three. The characters are all just, they're such a trip. They're all kids. Uh, I, I i would love to see them come out in other things now. I think they're they're all pretty good actors and they, they get you invested. It definitely stars uh, in the making. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the show, so I'm not going to say too much. Um, Three episodes in, and uh, we kind of stopped. Um, oh, another, no. another one I need to finish. That, not that I hated it; it was just, uh, just need to finish it. Yeah, I hear comparisons to Atlanta. I, apparently, it is produced by the same people that some of the same people that produced Atlanta. So I'm like, nice. oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, highly recommend. Again, obviously, if they're in my top ten, go watch it, guys. Reservation Dogs, Hulu. Oh yeah. Uh, so my number four, we just talked about it. Was uh, string was your number seven? So it was my number four, Stranger Things four, season four. 
So my number four, season four of Stranger Things. So your number four, Luigi, was is my your number two. Number two, that's right, which is funny enough because that's your next one because you're number three. I'm going to give you guys Jason's top ten up to number two, okay, because his number two is my number four, um, and there's only one other one that overlaps. So Jason's top ten is Peacemaker at number ten, Obi-Wan number nine, uh, Moon Knight number eight, Winning Time number seven, The Bear number six, that's my number two, uh, Wednesday number five, Stranger Things number four, The Boys season three, number three, uh, n- number three, and number two, Andor, which is my number four. Uh, Andor is probably the best thing I've ever seen of Star Wars. I've had some time to think about it. To me, it is probably the best thing I have personally ever watched of Star Wars, along with Rogue One and Mando. Those are those are my tops. Oh, and the last three seasons of uh, Clone Wars. Ooh, I like. Yeah, that. it, it, like it is that. in the top echelon, man. Like there is, and out of all those shows, there is no show that does does such a serious and different take on Star Wars. Like you don't see, you don't see Jedi, you don't see Mandalorians. There's not a whole lot in the way of spaceships, even right. Like there's, I mean, yes, you, nah, you do have spaceships, but it's it's a pretty grounded show, and it gives you a totally different culture. And they actually go into what the culture is like, right? Like they talk about, they show that guy hitting the anvil, right? That's a little cultural thing that they've just made up for the show. It's world building, uh, how everybody gets turned into brick on that planet. It's it shows the embers of the rebellion. Uh, starting to burn and it is well put my friend yeah it it is a heartbreaking heart-wrenching anger inducing but also inspiring show it really is think of andor jason no dude well said i mean i can't i mean i couldn't say as 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 great as you did my friend uh but yeah you just kind of see these characters and just the beginning of a revolution and what they're willing to give up. Like, Hey, there, there's one point where like you just reach your peak and you're like, enough is enough. Um, I don't want my future kids or my, my people to struggle anymore. So if I have to give up my life so we can maybe get this going or you just see everyone's sacrifices of just or give up to, their humanity. Yeah, give up their humanity just so they can start this rebellion and for the better of their people. Maybe, maybe they won't see it to the end. And a lot of I think I feel like a lot of these characters realize that. I was like, yeah, I may not see this finish out and we may not win this, but we have to do something because if we don't, it's gonna be too late. So you and just I'll see be, that struggle and that fight in them, you know? And I'll be honest. I think three of the best speeches I've ever heard on television are in that show. Oh, I agree. And that's why it's my number two, man. It was just. Stellan Skarsgård. I think it was episode eight. Stellan Skarsgård does an amazing speech. And right before him, it was Andy Serkis that does an amazing speech. I love Andy Serkis. That speech where he's talking to all the uh, prisoners. Oh, my God. But Stellan Skarsgård literally talking about how how much he had to give up already. And he even says. For a sunrise I may never see. Or a sunrise I will never see. Like he knows he'll probably die in this process. 
but it means that much to him. Like it's, it's a fucking deep show. Yeah. Well, it the really guy that is. tells him too, he's just like, what, what are you doing? You're hiding in the shadows. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to struggle. Like I do. Or you're like, I'm tired of this. I want to get out. Right. Cause he's, that guy wants to get out of it. And he's like, you don't think I struggle. And then he tells him everything that he's doing. And he gives that, delivers that speech to a point. And at the end is like, so stick around. I'm not done with you yet. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You're just like, wow. Wow. I know it, it's it's jaw dropping. Same with Andy Circus, right? He was like, "Yep." Uh, he he has a phrase that he says over and over through the whole thing, and it like gets you pumped up, like it gets everyone to rebel. And it's the same thing with Marva, the one that plays uh, Cassian's adoptive mother oh, in yeah. her in her death speech that she did before she died. I mean, they they really play with some ideas about you know fascism, and and it's funny because. You know, I hear, I hear you and other people talk about it offline, and it's funny because both sides of the aisle think it's about the other side, and it's 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 interesting to see because it's it shows how much they pay attention to history in this show. Of course, right? I had to bring it up, but you know, I'm going right, to yeah. <laughs> do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. But that's the thing, right? Like history repeats very often, and it just they play into a lot of these common things that happen under under tyrannical rule right and and a lot of things that uh can be considered as signs of of a tyrant and inequity and uh prejudice towards different groups of people and they they use all of this in the show to show how they're able to slowly start again stoking the fires of rebellion so I, I I can't say I can't say enough about how how highly esteem I have how high of an esteem I have for this show. It's a one way out, one way out. Oh, that's one right. One way out. Oh. One way out, and then dude, I, over I feel and over. like yeah, I feel like chanting that myself, dude. Oh, dude, so great, so great. Oh. Yeah. I can't wait for season two. I think they said there was going to be just two seasons. If I'm just not mistaken. two seasons, 24 episodes. So, oh, I can't wait, dude. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, it uh, sucks that we know what's going to happen to Cassian toward at the end. But hey, either way, it's a great show. So that's my number four. Uh, Jason, again, to remind you guys, his number four is Stranger Things 4. My number three, Jason, I am shocked. I am in complete shock that this didn't even make it onto your top 10 or your honorable mention. You know what, man? I'll tell you why I didn't crack my top 10. It's because I haven't seen it yet, dude. I haven't seen it yet. I know. I'm sorry, dude. But I'm sure it would be. I'm sure it would be. So so tell me about it. Tell me about it. I don't know, guys. We're going to have to end this podcast quickly. I apologize. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is an abrupt final episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, Love, Death, and Robots Season 3. It is an anthology series that's been coming out for a few years now. They do animated... Um, gosh, I don't even know how long the episodes are. They're about like they 25 do... minutes, right? They run half oh, an hour okay. long. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. And they, this came out in May 2022, this past year. And they just, they have different creators do adult animated shorts. And they just really 
they really come up with these amazing and interesting stories that to me are, are practically unmatched. I mean, that's why I have it at my, my number three. I'm like there's, there are very few stories that I think are as imaginative and interesting with that short time frame as these uh, shows uh, some highlights on the episodes for this one uh, season season three episode one the three robots are back if you've seen it you'll know who the three robots are they bring us back with the first episode there's an episode called bad traveling which is about a set of sailors who are actually attacked by a giant crab-like creature and it's it's this whole story of how that goes. I love these like kind of sailor monster stories, so I thought it was really interesting. Uh, there's one about a very the, it's a very trippy one about an astronaut who is trying to make it back to base after they get caught in a storm. Her mm. partner gets killed, and she's carrying her partner's body back to base. Another amazing one is Night of the Mini Dead. And it's a zombie apocalypse that starts in a graveyard, just like Night of the Living Dead. But it is miniature. It's very, very tiny. And it's in stop motion. And it's super sped up. Oh. So you see it happen, like, from Night of the Living Dead to, you know, Day of the Dead, pretty much, to the end of the apocalypse, all in the span of, like, maybe 20 minutes. It's a really fun one. I I definitely enjoyed that one. Uh, another really interesting one, Mason's Rats. It's this uh, farmer in Scotland who uh, has a small war with the rats that live in his barn. Pretty hilarious. Um, and then let me see. The last one, there's a couple of other ones, but the last one is probably the most beautiful looking one. And it's called Hibaro. The director is Mi Gente. He's a Puerto Rican. Uh, that's why it's called Hibaro. And it is about a siren who tries to kill all of these conquistador knights. Mm. And this knight, Hibaro, is deaf. And so she becomes fascinated by him. And it's a, it's a story. It's a, a short story about their interaction and what happens between them. It, it does have a lot of symbolism, in my opinion, about, uh, you know, the relations between men and women. But not only that, it was like, it was definitely uh, a metaphor for the, you know, the sacking of the Americas and how, how many resources were taken from the Americas. And it's very interesting to watch. It's a really beautiful story. It has its own personal inside story, and there are a bunch of metaphors that you can take from it. It sounds, uh, and obviously, you just like you said, the animation is beautiful. Not just the last one, but like all of it, it's just so different. Every every episode is just totally different animation. Which you guys are a fan of animation, you guys would absolutely love it. Beautiful animation. Uh, they do put a lot of work into each and every episode. Amazing. I will say though, Hibaro is the standout. Hibaro, that that one's not just because he's Puerto Rican. It really is. It stands above the rest. He is the same guy that did the chase, the chase scene episode in the first one, 
Gosh, I wish I could remember. Oh, what it was called. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, the witness, uh, I think it's called. Yeah, and they think that the person killed it, killed them, right? And it wasn't them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a nice, crazy chasing. Yeah, yeah. That that he he did he does this uh, Hibaro one as well. So it was it was pretty cool. Uh, but that's that's all I got to say about that one. Check it out, guys. Uh, I think he's going to be doing some work on Into the Spider-Verse, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see what else he comes out with. Oh, hell yeah, dude. All right. Uh, so for your next one, your number two was The Bear. Which and Number two was The Bear. So we already talked about it. Um, so that leaves us. By the way, Bear, come on, guys. Check it out. I'm just saying. That leaves us with our number ones. Jason, go ahead and tell us about your number one. Maybe it's just me. Now that I'm thinking about it, I probably put Endor number one. But I think since I've been watching Game of Thrones, this you know I'm I'm on season three. I'm gonna have to put House of Dragon at number one for me, just because I absolutely loved it, dude. It was just a prequel to Game of Thrones and just how the Targaryens came to be. Uh, I love dialogue. I love character development, and there was a lot of it in this show. Uh, the dragons fantasy uh, it's just it's just all there for me dude the acting is top top notch uh, the story I'm so happy great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that that's your number one I'm like yes yeah, he dude, is just, fully bought in <laughs> yeah, what, dude, like I said I, I'm all about character development I love dialogue um, he, uh, a show that can you know where I have to pay attention because I was on my phone I looked at something and uh, it's, it's nice to watch it with someone because James is like, you totally missed this. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's all, stop looking at your phone. Hey, hey, you know what? She misses something too. Or like, it, it's just kind of nice watching with another person like, oh, did you catch that kind of thing? Um, so it, it, it's really cool. And uh, yeah, I just I just love everything about it, man. I, I've always loved fantasy. I loved anime. I love, uh, you know, nonfiction, uh, fiction, fiction, fiction stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited for season two. Uh, people said they didn't really like it that much. I I don't see why. Like honestly, based off of if I'm if I'm putting one over the other, I put House of Dragon over Game of Thrones currently. Um, although season three, like I said, was pretty dope. But uh, I was about to say that's wild, especially if you've already seen season three. I mean, season six to me is the pinnacle of that show. Yeah, but well, season I, I three is pretty say, damn good. Yeah, I would have to say the way it's shot and the you know obviously it's it's 2022 versus. Uh, when season one was shot and like i just don't like the the throne and how it's i don't know it's just so weird this one has a like a more a dark dark uh, ominous feel to it which kind of just feels right um and i feel like they have the set obviously they have a bigger budget so like the set pieces just look way better so it just looks better like as far as scenery goes and the way it looks i agree i I totally agree yeah that's true it's just the writing i mean it's it's the original writing right the writing for game of thrones to me is some of the best writing like wow they they have some great dialogue Um, oh they do but house of the dragon definitely plays like a sped up version of of game of thrones and i'm a huge fan so I I, I I ain't hating your number one pick. I also wanted to give you that one. So I was like, I'm not going to put it in my top 10. Because you let knew him I was have, have it there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I knew I'd, I'd watched quite a quite a few things that you hadn't watched. So yeah. I was like, you oh, want to give, he can have that one. I, you want to I'll give the people, these. you want to give the people more options. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And I mean, House of Dragon, fantastic show, dude. Fantastic show. I, 
totally agree with your pick. We talked about it practically every week. Check it out, guys. It's, again, great set pieces, good acting. Uh, it leaves you wanting more, as Game of Thrones always does. So, yeah, check it out, guys. Come on. It's, it's in its first season, so you don't even have to watch that much. Yeah, it's super eat. You'll, you'll, you'll binge watch it. No, I have no doubt in my mind. Uh, which brings us to your number one. Uh, you gave us a breakdown of my top 10. Give us a breakdown of your top 10 just for the, the listeners out there before right, you so, get to your number one. Yeah, my top 10. I started off with Rings of Power, um, another fantasy show. Fantastic. I think you guys should check it out. Uh, number nine, This Fool. Number eight, Cabinet of Curiosities. Seven, Stranger Things 4. Six, The Boys Season 3. Five, Reservation Dogs Season 2. Four, Andor. Three, Love, Death, and Robots. Three. Number two, The Bear. And then capping it all off with my number one, which I'm pretty sure I don't think anybody (laughs) would have this as their number one. It's a limited series. It's never going to have a season two. It's based on a book, and they did the whole book in one shot. Um, It is called Station Eleven. came out on HBO Max. It's still on there. The the synopsis is pretty simple. Survivors of a devastating flu pandemic attempt to rebuild and reimagine the world anew while holding on to the best of what's been lost. Now, mind you, the book is what it is based on, and the book came out long before COVID. So I just (laughs) want that to be clear. This is not – this is not – in fact, it was shot before COVID, and they weren't sure that they should put it out because of covid i'm glad they did because it is an emotional show is a roller coaster of emotions it's it reminds you of the beauty of what it means to be human and what matters to us i know that probably sounds cheesy uh but these people lose i think over half the world's population and they're just trying to survive and they're just trying to enjoy life and remind people what was good about the world before it went to hell. Um, it has, it has a few notable stars in it. It's got the guy from yesterday, Himesh Patel. It also has, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal. He comes out in it as well. Uh, hmm. a few other familiar faces. I can't tell you that I know exactly who they are. So those are the only ones that are just like, hey, he's from this one. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, oh, wait, I've seen this one before. Like there's a there's a character from Orange is the New Black that's on it as well. Uh, Just just a a few memorable names. The show it this one did make me cry. I cried on this one. I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I know there were a lot of I almost cried. No, but for this one. For real, I I did cry. It it is a very sad show, um, but it's it also it, like I said, it's a very hopeful show. It's not a zombie show. It's not an apocalypse show. I mean, it is an apocalypse show, but it's not a zombie apocalypse. But the world feels that way because there's very little left of it. So it's interesting to watch. Uh, I highly recommend. No, it's not a comedy at all. Just so that I just to warn you guys now, not a comedy at all. It is just a drama miniseries, 10 episodes, HBO Max. Check it out, guys. Hell yeah, dude. Um, it was released in December 16 of 2021, but it did go into 2022. So I'm going to give you that. Yeah, yeah. There are two of mine that are like that. 
right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's it called? An honorable mention of ours that we talked about was that as well. I think Book of Boba Fett started in December, ended in February. So, yeah, there we go. There we go. Hey, if it ended in 2022, I counted it. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Station 11, guys, check it out. It's only 10 episodes and you'll never have to watch it again. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I, I think you will. I think you will. All right. So those are our top 10, everybody. Jason, let's go into uh, what we're looking forward to. We'll do these a little bit more quickly. Um, I'm going to start off because I since you started off with the top 10, I'll start off with my things that I'm looking forward to. Sounds good. All right. So I'm looking forward to The Last of Us. That's coming out this year based on the game. That one is a zombie apocalypse. Uh, Pedro Pascal is in it. The girl that plays... Gosh. She's in Game of Thrones. (coughs) She is the daughter of one of the more important characters, but I'm not going to say too much after that. Jason is currently watching. So Last of Us, I'm super excited for, man. It's going to be an interesting show. Love, Death, and Robots 4. Hopefully they have a season four of it. The Bear Season 2. Definitely want to see The Bear Season 2. Follow the House of Usher uh, by Mike Flanagan. He is taking a stab at Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, A show called Shogun on Hulu. Based on, obviously, two samurai. A male and a female samurai. And guess what, Jason? They're going to have a Godzilla and the Titans series on Apple TV Plus with Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell, his son. Oh, shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I'm super uh, down to watch that. <laughs> cartoon, right? I'm guessing. I hope not. I hope it's live action. But yeah, it's probably going to be cartoon, if I had to guess. Uh, Fallout, another uh, post-apocalyptic show that I'm excited for. Now, if you guys have seen Yellowstone in 1883, they're going to do an 1883 show, The Bass Reeves Story. Now, have you ever heard of The Lone Ranger? No. Maybe. I don't know. What? I don't know. The, the cowboy? Well... You know, most most John Wayne movies, most cowboy uh, sheriff com- or marshal coming into town to take out the bad guy, they're all based on Bass Reeves, pretty much. He was the badass of the Old West. So I'm super excited to see what they do with him in 1883. Hopefully we finally get to see Ted Lasso Season 3 come out. Uh, spin-off of The Boys called Gen V. It's going to have college superheroes. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, Dune, the Sisterhood. So they're gonna go into the God, the those weird sisters that are controlling. I think it's uh, a Atreus' mom, right? Is that his name, Atreus? Or is that ha- that's House Atreus, right? I don't remember the main character, T- Timothy Chal- Chalamet's mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember either. <clears throat> um, Shrinking, which is on Apple TV. It's Harrison Ford is therapist. Who loses it and who loses it and also stars uh, Jason Siegel. He pretty much starts telling all his patients what he really thinks of them, and uh, it's also made by the Ted Lasso guys. So I'm really interested to see that. That's going to be on Apple TV Plus. Then, of course, some of the bigger stuff that's coming out: uh, Secret Invasion, the Marvel show. Can't wait to see what Sam Jackson does on that one. And then, Jason, you're also looking forward to this one true detective night country starring jodie foster she's going back to to true crime movies well this is a show but you get my point 
Yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't seen the True Detective, any of the series on HBO Max, I highly recommend those. Uh, very deep acting, and it's just very dark and uh, very thrilling uh, type yeah. of show. Highly recommend. Uh, next one is an animated show, X-Men 97. Very excited Ooh, to see excited that one that. come back. Uh, I've also got Arcane, the League of Legends Season 2 animated show. Beautiful animation. Can't wait to see that again. And a show that is based on a comic that came out last year called Something is Killing the Children. It is exactly as the name implies. Something is Killing the Children. we got to figure out what it is. So I'm definitely excited to see that show. What are you excited for this year, man? Um, I don't know if you said this one. You're going pretty quick, but uh, a Loki season two is coming out this year on Disney+. Plus. Hey! I'm excited for that one. Um, obviously, you said Last of Us, Secret Invasion, uh, True Detective, X-Men. Those are the ones I'm excited for as well. Uh, Bad, Bad Batch season two is already out. The first two episodes uh, pretty good so far, but I'm excited to see where they go with the story with Omega, especially and the clone thing and how she's important to it. I know it's going to tie into a lot of the stuff that is live action. So if you guys uh, kind of want a little bit deeper dive into uh, the Star Wars realm, I highly recommend the Bat- Batch Season 2. Um, Ahsoka series, we get to see a live action Ahsoka, which we already saw, but we get to see uh, this one's going to be more of a fan service, I feel like, because there's a lot of characters that they already said that are going to show up in live action version. One of them being Ezra uh, from the Rebels uh, and Sabine as well. She's a Mandalorian as well from the Rebels. So I'm excited to that. We see Grand Admiral Thrawn is probably going to be in it as well. Uh, th- those are just rumors. We don't know if that's greenlit or not, but uh, a lot of tying in stuff and bringing a lot of cartoon characters into live action. So I'm just super excited about that. And then mandalorian season three dude the month of our birthday is coming out dude i'm so excited i'm so pumped give me grogu give me all of it dude mando season three looks fantastic looks amazing bro so i guess we answered our own question right this year is probably gonna still be a hit for for shows that's for sure (laughs) yeah and uh, Um, along with shows that we haven't heard of that we may run into and really enjoy so yeah, there's a lot of shows on here that uh, you know I don't necessarily know a lot about that I'm looking forward to, but they're based on pretty good intellectual properties, so I'm excited, guys. Um, thanks for having us. Jason, you got any shout-outs? Yeah, man, just a happy new year to everyone. Um, hopefully um, last year was, was good to you, as good as it was to me. Uh, Shout-out, Jamie. I love you um yeah and shout out to all my family members that i saw over the holidays and i will see we'll see you soon uh probably for easter i'll get to see my family again what about you bus same shout out to the family i saw on holidays i got to see more than i expected because of that whole southwest debacle so i i drove my mom back home and i got to see my family as well i had probably one of the best christmases i've had in a long time oh yeah brother so it was a really good time. I I couldn't be more happy with with the way it went. Shout out to my cousin Joey. I hope your I hope your holiday season wasn't too crazy. I know it's finally over for you. So I hope you're getting some good rest and hope to get to talk to you soon. Shout out to Gabby. You know, I love you. Uh, shout out to Katya. Back in school, you got this baby girl. And that's it for me. Oh, shout out to Cole. You're gonna lose this shit, bitch. 
All right, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm coming for you and your brisket. <clears throat> but that's it for me. All right, guys, we'll see you next week for our final summit 2022 edition uh for movies of 2022 and what we're looking forward to in 2023 thanks again for listening everyone we love you guys we appreciate you we'll see you next week for another episode of revenge of the pod